This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts. Fire up the ignition and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, hey everybody. Ignition, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back and we're bigger and fatter than ever before. WFO Radio, the podcast. Audio only, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you're a new listener or a first-time listener, like you just clicked on the link somewhere, you saw it, I posted it on my Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram, or someone shared it with you, and they're saying, hey, please, listen to these guys, this show, it's interesting, it's fun, uh, you'll like it. Uh, that's tough to live up to. It really is. Because as soon as a friend tells you something, your expectations are way higher. Go to this restaurant. It's great. You're going to love it. Uh, yeah. You go walking in there. But if you find it on your own, then it's like, oh, man, this place is amazing. It's just a human nature kind of thing. It's a human nature kind of thing. And so if you found this show all on your own, you're going to love it. Welcome. You're going to love telling your friends about it. They're going to be more skeptical. They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to have to work hard for them. And if one of your friends told you about this show and they're enjoying the show, hey, listen. It's not that great, okay? We're trying our best to cover various topics, as many as we possibly can, in about two hours with a cast of characters from around the world. Sometimes there's comedy. Sometimes there's drama. Sometimes there's just something in between. And you have to decide for yourself if you're going to like it or not. And there's no way you're going to be able to decide that in the first few minutes, unless you just can't stand the sound of my voice, which I have come to grips that there are some people like that. Like, oh, I can't stand this guy. That's fine too. It is what it is, right? But at least I'm giving you your out. But we hope you stick around for at least the first, you know, five or six episodes so that you can make the decision based on that experience. And you're going to love it. Oh my goodness, you're going to love it. And you're signing on at just the right time. Because the Super Bowl is over. The NASCAR season is getting ready to get started. The Formula One season is getting ready to get started. The National Hot Rod Association season is getting ready to get started. And I, myself, as a driver, is, is, is getting, I am getting ready to compete and take this show to the racetrack. The Gator Nationals are out the windshield. The Skag Pro Superstar Shootout from Bradenton is in the rearview mirror. The first 340 mile per hour run happened as predicted. It was very obvious that that was going to happen. And anybody that was skeptical that it was going to happen and maybe we don't know. Come on, get out of here. Like, come on, come on. Very happy that Bob Tasca did it. Not because of any other reason other than the parts and pieces he was using. We can talk about that a little bit later. The Patreons know exactly what we're talking about, but uh, we'll delve into that soon. We'll delve into that soon. Now, something that happens at the start of every show is I talk about the sponsors who make it possible. But what we'll do is we'll just move that to a mystery time in the middle of the show. 
We're going to get you in. We're going to get you hooked up. We're going to get you ready. But also, since we're at the very beginning and maybe somebody recommended, let's give you the WFO Radio Fantasy NASCAR information. We're going to do that after we bring on Giovanni in Miami. What's up, Giovanni? Co-host, sidekick, Giovanni. All right. And Sue Morris. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Can I hear Sue? Yo, WFO. There we go. Woo! I just got to keep out of here, man. man. <laughs> We're all fired up. Ready? Fired Feel up. the burn. Here we go. It's Monday night. <laughs> this stuff gets me fired up when I hear people say that. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you guys are both fired up and excited, and uh, I am too. We had a whole series of interesting and fun things to talk about, and we've, I guess, I, I'm going to say it, we've successfully killed another winter break, right? Like, we got through it, doing the show every Monday, no winners, no results, no nothing, just the fun and entertainment that is this group. And now we are beyond that. We've got NASCAR getting ready to get started. We got formula one. We got NHRA. We got re results to talk about Doug Coletta, Austin Proc, Erica Enders to talk about. They all won six figure winners checks. Uh, we're going to get into all of that, but first the fantasy league. If you are watching, if you're a Patreon, you're watching the show, which I'm about to post our Patreon link. Because the Patreons actually get a link that some of them, first come, first serve, are able to watch the show as it is recorded and chime in in the chat section, et cetera, and so on. If they want to enable their camera and be a part of this show, they are certainly welcome to do so. Bring something to the table. But the, God dang it, says Giovanni. That trophy behind me is a 10-year-old, yeah. You're right there, buddy. I'll edit that out. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're doing. Don't edit it out. No editing. That's just not worth your time. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, well, you, you didn't. It wasn't like you God, dropped it an wasn't. F bomb yeah. or CS. Yeah, right. just, I thought I had. You know, I tried to log in and I thought I had saved the password. And it's not on there. For 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 what driver group game? Yeah, you know, I figured I'd. Well, this is good. In. This is good. Signing in, driver group game. Dot com. This fantasy league has been going on since like 2005 or 2007, something like that. We, I work at the National Hot Rod Association and I'm a drag racer, but I like and enjoy NASCAR as well. We've had this fantasy league going back to, what is it? 2007, I think is the first name on the trophy. And that is my name on the trophy, winning in 2007. And ever since then, the winning, the person who wins our league, gets their name on the trophy, like the Borg Warner trophy. It's like an homage to the Borg Warner trophy. You get your name on the trophy. And uh, all you got to do is go to driver group game. It's free. It's free. Nobody's charging. You can donate to the people that put on the website. And I did. I donated 25 bucks. Last year, I donated a hundred bucks. I donated a hundred bucks and I did not get credit they're supposed to give you credit like you donated thank you and i donated 100 bucks and they did not give me any credit and so it's like all right this year i'm going to donate 25 bucks let's see what happens but in the end this guy has created this website he's facilitating the whole deal he doesn't charge anything you may donate he loves the sport we used to do yahoo yahoo uh crapped out so driver group game I'm log in. in again group number 613 the wfo radio league 
and then the password, capital W-F-O-R, lowercase A-D-I-O, one. WFO Radio one. And then you're in. And that's it. And set a crazy team name and be ready to be ridiculed when you fail or championed when you do well. And it'll be super exciting and everybody's going to love it. We're going to have a great time. Right now, though, we are kind of, um, we're beating back the surge of Mr. Fantasy NASCAR, who joined our league several years ago uh, because it was the toughest league ever at the time. And he ended up winning like three out of four. And he like really put his imprint on the league. But last year, he did not win. Bad Brad is the winner. We've reached out to Bad Brad. Bad Brad has never uh, raised the veil of secrecy as to who he is or is not. And so Bad Brad is our reigning champ. I'm WFO Joe, Geo in Miami, Sue Morris, Stubo, Supergas Crew Chief, all of these things. Join the league. Join the league. Be a part of the league. Get in the league. Do it now. And you pick drivers and do it. Like it's a neighbor. Do it now. No. <laughs> it's neighbor. 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 That's what I said. Neighbor. Yeah, the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, Arnold. And then the Daytona 500 is this weekend, right, Gio? Yes. Sir, indeed it is. The Daytona 500. February 18th. How the heck are we going to talk about everything? We're not. Oh, you'll we'll find a way. I don't know right. if I wrote X up for this. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, and also, like typically the show goes about two hours, and Sue Morris and I are 100% locked in on this show. We're doing it. And then tomorrow, Alan Reinhardt, me, going to be on, and then I'm going to play some pre-recorded interviews with Lucas Oil Champs for the rest of the week because Sue and myself – are getting ready to go to Speed World Dragway in Orlando, Florida for the National Hot Rod Association's first race of the season, uh, in Division Two at least, um, Divisional Racing. This is where Project Pontiac begins, guys. This is Joe goes and enters a race, shakes off the rust, lets go with a button, and earns himself a grading point. And since I'm there, I might as well try to go around or something. And it's going to be very exciting. Uh, today was spent all day and this past weekend preparing. People were asking me, why weren't you in Bradenton? Why didn't you go to Bradenton? Were you forbidden to go to Bradenton? And the answer was absolutely not. My longstanding policy has been, if I can race myself, that should take priority. And that's exactly what it did. I was replacing a fuel pump in the truck that I'm going to. I got to pick up transmissions. I got to do a whole bunch of stuff. And I had to lower the tank, drain the tank, lower the tank, pull out the fuel pump, figure out which pump was in there, replace the pump, raise the tank back up all by myself. That without a lift, that is not an easy job. I had about seven hours into it and I got it done and I'm feeling super proud about it. So all you DIY people out there, Good job doing what you do because I feel really positive about it. But that's what I did this weekend. In addition, and we can talk about this later, to going to see the final encore of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, which I was, uh, you know, gifted tickets about that. So that's what kept me home. But I watched every minute of the Skag Pro Superstar Shootout from Bradenton. I watched every minute. It, well, I was about ten minutes late on Thursday night for the qualifying first qualifying session. But signing in, paid for it. Donated my money. I know 
that there were people that were like, you know, are you going to watch that? Are you going to spend money on? Yes, I am going to spend money on drag racing. I spent money on drag racing because I sat there and I thought to myself, oh, God, what if what if this thing doesn't get people on the stream? Right. Like, what does that say about drag racing? I got to support drag racing. I got to support my friends. I got to support the people that are uh, I'm going to see in a couple of weeks and I got to see and watch them and make sure they're OK. And so I enjoyed the whole thing. Plus, it was important to know everything that happened, every detail that happened and experience it while lying on my back doing a fuel tank. And that's what I did. I enjoyed it. And the fact the 341 was really interesting because I, you know, I'm watching on the app and, but it's time to go see Frankie Valley now. I got to go see Frankie Valley. So I, I'm watching while I'm driving over there as safely as I could. And the run goes down and the scoreboard pops up and it's in the lower right hand corner and you can see it 341 68 like that's it i saw it where was i everyone's like well i was here and i was yes i know exactly where i was i got a great story where was i when 341 happened 341 happened while i was pulling in the parking lot to go see frankie valley's final tour the last encore and after that i was like all right Boop. frankie valley and so a uh, lot to get into. The event, thought they did well. They put on the event. And big money. Lots going on. We'll get into that. I'm sure Patreons will have something to say about that. But now, Thursday morning. When are you heading up there, Sue? When are you out the dough? Uh, oh, let's see. I have to fly home from Pennsylvania first because... I am in PA. Is that where you are? Like, I I'm, in, known. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. So as, as Matt called out, he's like, what, no hat? I'm like, well, I don't want to crush any of my hats. Yeah. And that's what happens in luggage. So, yeah. Um, so yes, I got to fly home from PA on Wednesday. I'm going to fly home, meet Dave, and we're going to, well, by the time I get home, he's going to have my car loaded in, in the trailer hook the motorhome up and we are headed to Orlando, baby. So Wednesday night, we're headed to Orlando so we can get in line to stack. And then uh, Thursday, uh, they pull in for pitting and yep. parking. And then the plan is, is to uh, go test and tune. Get a little so. couple licks. Yeah. So that's yeah. my plan too. Um except leave early Thursday morning. I'm going to get up super early Thursday morning in a perfect universe. I will <laughs> be pulling in to FTI transmissions in Deland at like nine something, pick okay. up the transmissions for project Pontiac. Cause you know, two okay. birds, one yeah. stone go up the state yeah. only one time and yeah. then turn back around. It's like 40 minutes from Deland to speed world dragway. Pull oh, okay. in Lee, Lee, Lee Neal who people will be hearing that name a lot. If you follow on the social, Lee Neal is the guy who owns the truck and is a great friend for many, many, many years. Back cool. to the, back to 1990, Lee Neal, great friend. Um, he's the one who volunteered his vehicle for me to race. Yeah. yeah. He's getting up early on Thursday. Also going straight to the track, going to pull in. He's going to try to pit and park near my friends, Rick and Corey. Hopefully that'll be relatively near you guys. And we're going to unload and we're going to do, you know, some systems checks and yep. then hopefully get a, a couple of licks in at least wow. one, hopefully two would be if I can leave for the hotel, which I'm staying in Titusville. Um, 
having gotten two shots at the tree on Thursday, yeah. I will consider that a tremendous victory. That's a victory. That would be a tremendous, like, oh my goodness, I could practically go home, except I got to enter on the next day to get the grading point. So that's and, where and we're remember, at. Super Street is first out on Friday. I know. I know. So. <laughs> no, I get a bit like this morning. Last year, Dave's like in the motorhome laying there, and all of a sudden, he's like, looks at the clock. He's like, damn it. You need a faster car. <laughs> no, I know. This morning, I woke division, up. Division two, so not every division this is this way, but Division two, Super Street, when juniors aren't running, is first out. So. Yeah. So this morning, I woke up and I judged my like, brain clarity like could i function right now and the answer was no so i waited an hour like could i function right now and it was like getting there but not there yet <laughs> so I, i'm gonna okay we're talking 5 a.m wake up on yeah. friday morning to get the cobwebs out like sorry but I'm not just waking up at, I'm no Randy Lynn. You're, you're going to come to my motorhome and pick up your cup of Rodax. And Rodax. And if you need two, because trust me, Stampede Speed Rodax is coming along. Why do you, you asked me, you were like, you got six pounds? Six pounds, <laughs> pounds, Why? pounds. Why do you think? Right. I mean, had to make sure I'm prepared for the racetrack. So you're going to come on by, pick up your Rodax. See, I got to tell get you. Good I'm, coffee. I'm not um okay so like I haven't actually raced on Pro Tree since I don't know Sue 1994 or 5 right yeah. the last uh, division points meet at Palm Beach and I entered Super Street without a throttle stop on a 4 tenths Pro Tree because they had yet switched to the five tenths pro tree. And right, so right, yeah. like, you know, that, and that was the, the problem with running super street, you know, I'm talking about project Pontiac and why I never raced it. And there was a bunch of reasons, but the four tenths pro tree was also a big part of it. Like I can't get my yeah. car to react on a four tenths pro tree. That's ridiculous. And so I never tried now with the five tenths pro tree, the class has been slowly coming towards the, the trans am. And so right. now I, I, I can do it. And at least truck will be able to, could probably cut a light on a four tenths pro tree, yeah. but nevertheless, I was always like, I'm re awakening all of these driving routines. Uh huh. I never, I was not a coffee drinker back then, Sue. Like I did not drink coffee. I did not need or require or do any like, you know, performance enhancers or any of that stuff. Uh, like coffee, like an energy drink, which also did not exist in 1994. There was no such thing, right? So I don't know how to regulate myself during a race day. I don't oh, know how to do that. Should I have coffee? Like every morning I have some freaking oh, coffee. See, or I, have coffee. I have coffee every morning, so that's a given for me. Will that make that's, me jittery? Will it not make me jittery? Does what, it normally make you jittery? Yeah, I'm jittery all the time. What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm so is it going to make you more jittery? <laughs> shaking like a something, like a you know. Anyway, you're, every you're, one of my shaking you're, references. You're strange, dude. What do you mean? I'm like, I I can't 
but I don't have a steady hand as it is. Get on the button. I've had like, you know, I don't know. Well, anyway, this is just all the thought. You can do it. It'll be good. Don't worry. You'll be focused. See me let go on nothing. All right. Sue's coughing me up. Everybody's out there in the chat section. Megan is out there. Matt's out there. Um, Monica's out there. Welcome back to PA, Sue. Down the way from me again, I'm guessing, says Monica. Uh, Everybody, Bobby Graham out there. Proud of you, Joe. Only thing that could have been worse. Just having the tank filled up. Well, there's another story to that. Dragster Jeff is out there. And let's bring on some of these folks on here. Uh, Adam to the chat section. We got Matt in Australia, who is not at work. Matt, why are you not at work? <laughs> is that Matt? That's yeah. Matt. Yeah, he's, grown a beard. he's grown a beard. Look at it. Mm. Yeah. G'day, guys. Good day. Uh, went to work 5.30. Oh. Finished at uh, 10 to midday. Got to get in my WFO. All right. I love it. Matt in Australia, famous worldwide for the Australia Report, all you first-time listeners that are hanging tough on the show. Matt says, uh, morning coffee only. Uh, Bobby Graham says, I drink it before I go to bed. Everybody loves Rodex Coffee. One of our great sponsors. See, Bobby, you and I, we hang. (laughs) My dad can drink coffee. There's no limit, right? Nope. No limit. Right before bed and just go to sleep. If I have a coffee now... I won't sleep until tomorrow. Like, I just stay up. I will just really? be up incessantly. Oh, no. My uh, I, can, out. I can drink it before bed, but stay away from those energy drinks, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them. Yeah. yeah. Well, when, I, I'm ra- when I'm racing, not that I'm any expert, you're better off asking Sue. She probably races more in a month than I race in a year, but um, have my normal morning coffee. Yep. And that's it. After that, it's, uh, it's water and... Uh, Maybe Gatorade if it's if it's stinking hot. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how uh, I I do, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but since we're talking about coffee, our great sponsor Rodax Coffee and Grills dot com. The reason we're all talking about coffee, first time listener, is because our great friend Marvin Rodak of Rodax Coffee and Grills dot com makes the best coffee in the world, and you can try some. Go to Rodax R O D A K S coffeeandgrills.com or call them 817-924-6821. No, you cannot order online. It is a personal thing. You talk to this man, you talk to him about coffee. He sends you, roasts it right for, for you, man. It's roasted for you. And then he mails it out and it's the best coffee in the world and we love it greatly. So there you go. Call Marvin. Rodax. We're really pitching hard on this show there, guys. Matt's doing. We got Sly Cat's down there. Sly Cat is hanging out as well. Uh, Sly Cat's in the show. He's hanging out. He's, got, he's in, in the office. What's up, Sly Cat? Ah, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Hello. Hello. What's happening? Well, I uh, got my crossover for Super Street this weekend. So nice. Right. I'm ahead of you, Joe. You're a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> I'm ahead of you. <laughs> That's fine. No, no, was, no, was there a, a divisional out there this past weekend? No, it was uh, uh, Bakersfield was having a testing tune. So. Buddy Hall was testing out there, right? He was. Yeah. What, he was. How did they go? Did they get down the track? Uh, well, Saturday was kind of a chaotic since uh, Sacramento closed down and so forth. So I think just about every California native and Nevada and a lot of people were there. Good. Well, you would you would know too. Saw the Wonder Wagon there a little bit earlier. Yeah, Dragster Jeff. Oh, you Dragster yeah. Jeff was out there at the test. Dragster Jeff, you were at the test at Bakersfield. 
Absolutely. I, I took three cars, actually. Krista's Camaro, my Wonder Wagon, and the NE2 car. Nice. Oh, it was nice. very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Staging lanes. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a lot that. of downtime as well, but uh, we did the best we could with what we got. And uh, the NE2 car had the uh, index around it. I went a 57 and a 61 on a 60 index, so that's pretty close. And the Wonder Wagon made one of its quickest passes ever Sunday morning, so. Chris's Camaro also. So we, we were all good. Luckily, all the gut stayed in everything. We brought it all home. That's most important. <laughs> like you just want to bring it home. Yeah, and we're ready for the March meet now. All right. That was the big uh, test. Britt was there. Britt yep. got her super comp license. What? Nice. Woo. Way to go, Britt. Awesome. This WFO group is a bunch of doers, man. Britt's out there getting her super comp license. Britt claims that she's going to have some shirts made that we're going to be able to purchase at some point. Um, we'll, we'll see. But way to go, Britt. All right, Britt. All right. But since this is WFO, um, the Daytona 500 is this weekend. Go to J-Ski. The entry lists are up and all of that. Um, excited to see it all play out. And, you know, it's, it's speed weeks. What can you say? I have, uh, honestly, Giovanni may know. I have lost track of the qualifying procedures. As in, you know, front row and the races. I know they'll be on Thursday. What can you tell us there, Gio? Oh, well, of course I'm ready to go with the information. You know, because we talked about this pre-race show. Anyway. Thursday will be the, I guess, what are they called now? The blue-green vacation duels. What? That's <laughs> what, what it's called? Blue-green. What's blue-green? <laughs> I swear blue to green. you, blue-green oh vacation. My I think it's like a pregnancy <laughs> test. Right? No, no. Oh, it's blue. Oh, no. It's, oh, it's green. Oh, man. I'm guessing it's like mean? a kind of vacation timeshare or something. It's an you alien. <laughs> All right. So Thursday at 7 p.m. on FS1 is the first duel. So Thursday are the duels. And uh, whatever happened to the single qualifying that used to be the Sunday before, which would have been yesterday, but that was Super Bowl Sunday. So I don't know when they decide who gets on the pole and on and uh you don't know you don't know either man and i'm looking all over the place for it on that used to be the weekend before they did the qualifying and then they went into the hmm yeah what the hell look at us not knowing but you know what we've already spent too much time on it so thursday the duels we got a lot going on on this show guys we got a lot you know formula one cars are going to be on the track too going to be interesting um but listen this is the great american yeah, race set your fantasy teams pick your names driver forget, wfo fantasy and wfo radio capital wfor lowercase adio all one word with the number one on the end is your password group number <laughs> 613 Aha! join the group what <laughs> i what? I freaking rule. I found it. Okay. Wednesday, <laughs> Valentine's Day yep. at 8 p.m. will be qualifying yep. for the front row. 
See, that's romantic. You and your oh, sweetie cuddled up on the love seat with the blanket oh. up is pulled over right, the so top of you. No uh, one tomorrow or Tuesday. On Tuesday afternoon, there will be a random draw, which will determine the qualifying order in which the cars will roll, uh, you know, roll off pit road in the single car qualifying. And this will begin on Wednesday evening, February 14th at 8 p.m. on FS1, MRN Radio, and uh, any other place and so forth. Good job, Gio. Wherever job. else you might be stealing your <laughs> streaming services from. Right. Lots of stealing of streaming services going on. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as the season goes, there's a lot of storylines, but, uh, let's just wait until the cars roll out on the track Wednesday duels on Thursday. So Sue, we got something to watch on Thursday night. You got a satellite in your RV or something? Or set up. Don't worry. We'll good. be good. Good, good, good. And then, uh, <laughs> but you know, I got to be in bed at like 8 PM if I'm going to get up at 4 AM to race. Uh, so Thursdays is the duels, right? So, um, right. Right. Thursday at 8. Yeah, I'll, be at, a, I'll be, at be, yeah. Yeah. be at a baseball Yeah, you'll be at a baseball. You'll probably still be playing baseball. No, yeah, the game Thursday. They don't start. Uh, they got a game this Thursday. It starts at 8. Oh, I think it's a bit late, late, but whatever. I don't make the goddamn That's really rules. late, dude. Just yeah. Thank you. You know, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man. In case they listen, I'm trying to encourage. Trying to you're help. Living, you're living. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. It starts at 8. That's a two-hour, you know, an hour, 50 minutes that they, that they play or, you know. What happened to, like starting at like six? Well, yeah, that you know, I guess this week Five. they started at eight. Last last Thursday was at six. I mean, everything's got its pros and its cons. The six o'clock game, I got to leave work early because you got to be there an hour early, which is at five. For the eight o'clock game, I don't. But then you know, you don't leave the park till ten o'clock at night, and so forth. Whatever, man. It is what it is. Memphis Lonnie is out there saying he's not. Every time they ask me to show up. Memphis Lonnie is out there saying he's not getting any sound, but uh, we're all getting sound. I, I hear everything. Everybody's getting sound. So I think that uh, Lonnie, it's on your end. Someone should type that in there to poor uh, Memphis Lonnie, which is. Uh, I think Bobby did. Bobby yeah. did. Bobby <laughs> already helped him out. Good job, Lonnie. So Good job. Yeah. You know, unknown. Unknown. Right. What's right. He's, he's struggling. Bobby is trying Bobby's to help him out. I'm also, trying to help Bobby. everybody. I've been oh. trying to help Ford get on the fantasy list. For, for a week now. Well, so that's kind of my fault, though, because I did not publicize the password, right? You, you need the password. And I struggle. Yeah, I guess with if that you mind. had it already signed up, is is and you, the, you know that and password. showed up on my memories on Facebook today was the show about <laughs> signing up for Fantasy League. With the password? After I went through asked everybody, it showed up. So I oh, hope well, I, 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 I told him about it. I hope you got it. Yeah, the algorithm oh. heard you talking about and asking it, it, everyone about the show, and it found it for you, and it and it sent it right up to your thing. Yeah, exactly. Man. for you to hear it, it tried to help you out, Bobby. You know, this is I, the, I will this just is tell part everybody. Of artificial intelligence. Go back to the archives; it's all out there. Yeah, except I've it listened. wasn't though. And it, <laughs> no, it's better, I think it's the thing is, <laughs> tell everybody. Ford had never one. signed up. No, so go to the archives. Right? Yeah, no, tell me, repeat now what you just told. What we said at the beginning of the show—it feels like it feels hours ago. Okay, Dragster Jeff, you want the password and the information? Yes, I need it. Okay, I here we go. This is good. This is good. Okay, so driver group game dot com, and you guys signed in last year, but since you were in there. 
last year, you got to click that magic link and just, you know, reinsert your password. I don't even think you have to change it. You just, and, and then you'll be good. Um, it's a validation uh, process. I uh, struggled with that a little bit because I kept clicking it and because you're it, giving the wrong information, dude, it's when you click on the magic link, it automatically lets you in and it's going to make you change your password. This is right. going to happen here. You got, you're going to have to change and update your password. Well, but if, as long as you typed it in a different, like, yeah, it, it took it. So you, you, you were good, Bobby. You're good. So once you insert your password, oh, I'm in. Once you insert you're your in, password, you're, you're going to look for group number. You know, you're going to click like join a league. Six one three is the league. Six one three six thirteen. WFO Radio six thirteen, and then the password is capital W F O R lowercase A D I O with the number one. All number WFO Radio one. Capital W F O R lowercase a d i o one, and that will get you in there. And you can join the WFO Radio Fantasy NASCAR League very, very easy. Look at Geo puts it up in the chat so you can see it, almost like a real producer. Amazing stuff. Join the Fantasy League later on in the year. We'll be inviting everybody to join our Drag Race Bracket Bonanza Special League. And that's the whole thing about WFO. It's a community. Look at this guy. Troy in Oregon has decided to grace us with his Wow. So Troy, much clean. What's happening? Yeah. Look at you. You're all spicky tonight. What's up? What I just, all I did was kind of shave my face. Yeah, Quarterly nice. hair. You combed the hair too, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who's got all the no, dogs? No, I know. Someone's dog is going, going crazy. Strikes for Jeff. He's got Strikes all these. Jeff, man. Uh. It's like the Bumpuses <laughs> on uh, Christmas That's Story. Beautiful. store. There's 500 dogs. Uh, that's we love yeah. dogs. Greg, oh, do. yeah, yeah. Do. and cattle and cats, <laughs> definitely cats. All right. So, I always give the words of wisdom before I tell it. Yeah, okay. Up. So, now we got a full uh, full deck here. Oh, we can't get a live person in there so we can play Hollywood Squares here. Yeah, yeah. someone will pop up. Uh, but let's talk. Well, I could bring on Lonnie. There you go. There's your nine. Full oh, house. There we go. Here on WFO. Oh, I'm even going to take a photograph of that. <laughs> with the social. Stuff. You what need a, to commemorate this moment. What a crew. <laughs> yeah, first time listener. Sometimes it devolves, but we'll get back on track. All right. Pro Skag Pro Superstar Shootout Conversation. Now that Troy's here, we've been stalling until he arrived. Uh, the big money race, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, in the end, Austin Proc. Wins $250,000 in his first ever funny car race. That's pretty amazing. Doug Coletta wins in top fuel. Keeps on trucking. Kind of as many people uh, anticipated they would. And then in pro stock, it was Erica Enders, which would have been my pre-race pick had I, I made one. You're not going to stop E this year. Like, I, I've, been, I've been flirting with, like... Erica is dominating the field so much, they should call her Mistress E, right? Because she's dominating them. Like, she should be wearing, like, latex the way she's dominating the rest of the class. And I don't know. I'm thinking about going some, somewhere with that. But I also think it might be rejected by our, you know, oh. very, uh, our NHRA. Uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting visual, though. So we'll see. But uh, any thoughts on the Skag Pro Superstar Shootout? 
Yes. I thought it was awesome. Uh, what I saw because I was testing, but I got to watch the replay and whatnot. Um, felt for Clay Milliken losing in the final, smoking the tires, but the right lane seemed to be subject from everything I saw. And I would really like to see the uh, data on the 341.6 pass. How many RPM was that? Uh, were, were the tires hooked up going out the back door like radio prep or was they spinning a little bit like they're supposed to on an NHRA prep? Just a couple of questions from an old guy. I've been watching a minute, you know. So you're calling into question the validity of the 341.68 dragster, Jeff? Oh, no, not calling it in. I'm sure he went that fast. That's awesome. But uh, just would like to see the the data. How many RPM was that going out the back door? Was it a, where do they have a 10-5 limit? No, he's I don't know. I don't know some of the variables involved. You know, he's not calling into question whether that number yeah, actually it was run. It was real. He Hell, just I wants to know the conditions and the variables involved. Long time ago. This number. 340 is nothing. That's already happened. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, see, so I, I'm, I'm excited about there, it. Jeff. <laughs> I, I'm ex- when did Selzy go 342? Oh, man, it was a while back when Alan was driving for Alan Johnson. That, I have a shirt around here somewhere that says low ET of the world. It was a quarter mile deal. And they, they, I think put a big pump in it or something and just went faster than heck, you know? Wow. Was that, <laughs> at a, a, was that at a test? Was that at a, what was that at? Uh, I think it was at, a, at they were showing off. Yeah. Okay. It, that's interesting. crazy stuff sometimes. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. Uh, and that's why I, you know, I don't want to make too big a deal about anything that I have done uh, related to this. But the prediction about the 340 was a big no-brainer. It's a big no-brainer. That's a huge story. It is a it is a story, and it did happen. And everybody that was there witnessed it. And I remember where I was pulling into the Frankie Valley concert when it happened. And so you're in February, a month before the start of the season. You're at sea level in Florida, where the air is generally very good and oxygenated, maybe a little humid with water grains, but, and then you've tested for multiple days, you know, you've, you've had multiple days at the same track, just going and going and going and going. I think that it was conducive to the 340, but then on top of that, you know, had we gone a little bit deeper, um, Wilson manifolds who is doing the manifold for project Pontiac, Keith Wilson is a legend and maybe not everybody knows him, but he, it was secret until they ran it the three forty. It, it was a secret <laughs> until they ran the three forty, and then it became not a secret very, very fast. Three forty, we do the manifold. We're doing that. That is a spread. <laughs> when I dropped off the heads for Project Pontiac, he was telling me about some of the feedback he was getting on the manifolds, and um, you know, without characterizing it because I don't want it to be secondhand information. When the time comes, I'm going to talk to Bob Tasca about it, right? Because now it's public. Hey, you got a Wilson manifold on there. What's up with that? What's different about that? Why is it running so good? You know, all of those things. But they had some trick go fast stuff on there and it went fast. And so, you know, that's, it's exciting. Yeah, Derek says, go out and help Wilson Manifolds and like their social. Yeah, definitely. And Matt in Australia says, Project Pontiac's going to make 1,200 horsepower now. No. We're, we're <laughs> eight is our number. 800 is the number. 
you know. Project Pontiac Project is going Pontiac. from Super Street to right on the cusp of Super Cup. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> well, maybe that would be nice to run like low <laughs> nines. That would be yeah. nice to run low nines with a nice wheels up launch <laughs> driving out. That would be cool. All right, who else? Pro uh, Superstar Shootout Observations. Who watched? Troy, did you watch? I did watch. Um, and wow, what a time to be West Buck. Uh, what an amazing event that was. It felt, it just felt big the whole time. When was the last time something felt like that? And that was really cool. Um, you know, I, I, it wasn't perfect, but it was really, really, really good. And, um, and all this like pro versus NHRA, it was good for NHRA too. Uh, the only other place you're going to see them outside of once a year at this thing is at the NHRA. Yes. So, so if this is what caught your eye and this is what got you into it, there's a place where you can see those guys every weekend for eight months out of the year. And so I think it was, um, I think it was good for everybody. I think a rising tide lifts all boats. I loved the, um, the visual of seeing some sportsman classes race in front of standing room only crowds. That's not something that, um, happens very often. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I thought it was a great event all the way through. Um, and I think it's just good for, good for the sport in general. So good for pro good for West Buck and good for the NHRA good for the racers. I mean, nothing, I have nothing bad to say about what I saw. I thought it was incredible as for 341, to me, that's official just because it didn't happen at an NHRA event doesn't, to me, doesn't mean it's not official. That's going in Guinness, whether whether it happened at NHRA or not. So to me, um, it happened. It's a real thing, and, and I think it's awesome. And I think for the reasons you stated, like, it was early in the season. It was at night. It was after you had some testing. When you're already going 337. Yeah. Right? Like, it ain't like they went from 315 to 340. They, they got a couple extra mile an hour. Everyone's been flirting with it for a long time, and uh, and he made it happen. So I thought that was awesome too. And uh, yeah, just an amazing event. I really thought it was awesome. So I will push back on the official nature, just because the the tech inspection and the validation of anything is what makes it real. You mentioned Guinness, right? Like I, I don't think they were there. Like they would have had to have been there, right? Like, do I not know well, about that? Thing, like, you, know, you if you want to put a bunch of qualifiers on it to make it official, that's one thing. But yeah. did Bob Tasca go 341 miles an hour in a com internal combustion powered funny car? Yes, absolutely, he did. Well, that's but, what the scoreboard read. Uh, you know, when they went down, and that's what the timing system put out. But that's the thing about it having to be at an official event where we can certify as best as anything can be certified that all of those factors are within the correct tolerances. You know well, what I mean? The, the fuel. NHRA, though. That's, that's your, your. Right. Well, that's the thing. The tolerance for NHRA, like, right. what, like for instance, nitro percentage, what if they were 95% nitro, would it still count? Why not? It's not a. It's not an, it's not an NHRA, NHRA record. record. It's not an NHRA record. So we'll, right. we'll, let's. I think that's where we're just getting caught up here. Yeah, so you're saying so three one three forty one with a six. There, there you go. There's your record mile an hour for that funny car. It's not an NHRA record. It, it didn't. It doesn't. You know. You. Yep. 
to all the reasons that were just pointed out. It's not an NHRA record. And that's Did you do it? That's, that's... Throw it down? Absolutely. Was it yes. impressive? Yes, that was cool. And I'm going to give Joe the credit because you called it out once ago. I was like, boom, Joe called a shot. No there it is. No the only brain. thing that you missed, what, the only thing you did call out was who was going to do it, but you did call it out. So, right. Um, I did not call out who was going to do it. Yeah. So that, that's really what we're saying. Is, is no. it a drag racing record? Yes. Is it an NHRA record? No. 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 It, no. Throughout the event and I know I'm jumping in, but throughout the event, you know, they all kind of went back and forth. We're racing for a while. No, we're not racing for a while. Oh, we're NHRA. We're not NHRA. We're this, we're that. We're, you know, the event itself was, I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was, I mean, I will say there's things of this from an NHRA perspective that brought back. I love watching racing at night, like seeing header flames and all of that at night yes. brought me back nostalgia. And, you know, it would be really cool. This is my take. It would be really cool if NHRA would factor that in where it makes sense, where the weather, where the tracks can support it. It would be awesome to see more nighttime types of racing, even qualifying racing, both, um, you know, it would be great. But again, the track's got to be able to support it. The weather has to be able to support it. You can't do nighttime racing everywhere. But it was extremely cool to see the header flames and all that happening at night. That was awesome. That's my number one um, takeaway, Sue. That's my number one takeaway from the whole thing was that nitro at night. Not even. Even pro stock at night. Like no, under pro stock the at night was... I, I, the light in Atlanta. There's just something about it. There night. is. Well, Humpy Wheeler said it years ago when NASCAR had their first uh, night race. They, you know, this was in the 90s. The darker it gets, the faster they go. There's something special about it. And th that is my number one takeaway. Like you could talk about all these different aspects of it. You know, my my overall thing was that it's a it was a, a product that I <laughs> love and enjoy already. That's yeah. three qualifying yeah. sessions in one day. I think that's right. a takeaway, like things that they did that can be, um, that are good ideas that can be emulated, right? Like, well, yeah. one nighttime racing, like the number one thing, nighttime racing, it made it spectacular. The flames up the header flames. We don't have enough of that. Like however right. much we have, it's not enough. There yeah. every, every single opportunity to do it, they should be doing it. Because that's yeah. the best show that those cars have. Like the, the flames up. If there's any event that can be nighttime racing that isn't, they're making a mistake. Now, we already have seen that this year they're going to bring lights in for Seattle, right? And mm -hmm. that's going to be the, so they're, they're, you know, on the case. They're doing that as we speak. But this drove home the point. The night racing was incredible. Three yes. qualifying sessions in a day. I've been saying that, like, I like that. That's a, that I think is an obvious, um, yeah. you know, why, why, why two and not three? Like, let's get three in. Yeah. Um, well, that's what they used to do in the seventies. When I went back, when I was young, you, you had Saturday, well, no, you had Friday qualifications. You finished qualifying Saturday morning and then you ran Saturday night. Then everybody goes home on Sunday. But I know also a lot of people, the, have moved in by the tracks and now a lot of them have uh limitations of how late right. they can stay open and i know that's a big factor in it also and, I, and i'm yeah. sure they try to 
standardize it where it's a same structure at almost every track the best that they can. It, that, and that's my feelings on it. But yeah. I loved back in the 70s where you had Friday, you had Friday night qualifications and runs, and then you had Saturday racings and Saturday night finals at night. So it was NHRA, a blast. NHRA, and I can tell you, like they, they are working on a two-day, uh, you know, the best way to do a two-day. But, man, that, that three and then eliminations Saturday beginning at, like, 5 p.m., finishing up at 10 p.m. somewhere under the lights, semifinals and finals in pitch black. Whew. That would be uh, something. Well, so some races where that wouldn't even have to be a huge shift. Like I think about Vegas in the fall. Granted, it is getting the time uh, of year. You got to watch what to do and everything yeah, else. That's what I'm saying. Good. It has got, to be. You've got some it, places though where where final round is like almost sunset. Already, like it's already getting late in the day. You wouldn't have to push some some of the races. You wouldn't have to push too far in order to wind up with some final rounds under the lights. I think one thing a lot of people kept talking about too, was like the production value. People, I saw a lot of like, Oh, this is so much better than NHRA TV. I don't agree for one. Uh, no, I don't pro And I don't compare it to NHRA TV flow is way more like Fox than it is like NHRA TV. They're, they're a network. Um, and, and compared to Fox, like Derek says, the downtime, it was rough. The production value, like, was not quite as good. They they weren't good at filling dead space. No. Um, I think I think Jack and, um, of course, I'm going to blink. Ralph. And Ralph did a great job in the booth. But I think there's some other folks that we know that go in the booth that, that during some yeah. of those key moments could have kept it going just a little bit better. Uh, I loved the insight from Jack. I thought it was great. But the production value was not as good as what you get from a Fox NHRA show. There's just no, there's just no two ways about it. Um, but it was, but it was pretty dang good. It, it was it drag was racing, ex- man. It was drag it racing was, after yeah. three months of not watching drag racing. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like no, I mean, I, and I think, I think that's also part of it too, is, I mean, it was, it, it was cool to see the crowds come out. And that Bradington crowd, to be honest, reminds me of Gator Nationals. Um, the, the Gator Nationals, were amazing. Well, the starting line pitchers kind of went, "Oh, that's not an NHRA event." <laughs> just, yeah. just say oh, because they were, they were close, man. They got close. Well, well, I mean, the you know, it was all the people around, and the, it reminded me more of a duck race than it did an NHRA race. But that that's a whole other thing. Um, but but it was it was cool to see the visuals were great. The downtime was was extremely rough. Um, I think there were times that they they definitely and and you know always hindsight you know as you look at things Monday morning quarterback. So I'll I'll leave it at that Monday morning quarterback here. But you know there was that time when they were kicking off going into eliminations and they they stopped for I want to say it was at least an hour and a half, might have been almost an hour and 45 minutes before they kicked off. And it was just, you were just watching the track and there was just track prep and not really anything going on. And, you know, as a, I I look at things that the NHRA does and, you know, they kind of did driver introductions and who's, who's going up against whom. And that was kind of hidden in the background and kind of on, you know, there was at one point they were showing top sportsmen and they did a dual screen and, and that going on, like, it's like, oh my goodness, you, you had all this downtime, you could have done, 
your driver introductions and, and, you know, and also talking about the stories and telling about things and what were they feeling and the emotions and not how many times did we swear? Or, oh my goodness. I just, well, uh, this and point, they're going to put money in a dollar jar, right? I swear. Jar. To your point, they had the content too. Courtney did all that content leading up. They could have just regurgit, you know, they could have replayed yep. some of those videos. Absolutely. You know, we're like, if we're down to now talking about how they should have uploaded videos for downtime, like, and that's where we're at, then you know. No, no, no. Talking. I'm not talking about uploading. I'm that, they could no, have done that saying. during that down. I mean, there was some that's things that saying. they had the opportunity to do during the well, downtime. And, and I think this gets to the point is that, um, you know, okay, so I don't want to be critical of anybody at all. I want to be, uh, everything that we've talked about, I'm willing to give, like, it was the first time, man. Give yeah. them a pass. Absolutely. But, the NHRA has got a good product. NHRA on Fox is a good product. And I think that this just drove home the point that whatever you're watching on a normal NHRA national event, Camping World, Mission Foods, whatever, whatever, however you view that, the NHRA.tv side of the universe or the NHRA on Fox side of the universe, those are good shows. And maybe people weren't, receptive to the idea that those are good shows, but this, you know, flows a big organization. They put a lot of effort into it. This is what they came up with. It was good. All those little deals, like the second time they did it, if they had another show this week, they would make those adjustments and it would be better. And then if they did another show the following week, it would be better. And you would learn all of those things. So this was a one-off. I give them a pass on all of that. But what I like to think about is, you know, the NHRA does a really good job with what they have. And that is the only unfortunate undertone that I'd like to highlight was I saw a lot of what I deemed as built up frustration and negativity with the NHRA that maybe comes from the past, come out from some drivers um, mostly like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, like, uh, it's hard to describe, but it was like pent up rage and they were popping off a little steam. Like, yeah, we're on flow. And it's like, Hey guys, NHRA on Fox hasn't done anything negative to anybody. The folks that work real hard on NHRA on Fox to put on a great show are your friends. And those are hardworking people who really put a lot of time and effort into their show. And their show is also very good. You know, well, and and they're not doing a bad job over there. So what's, what's going on with this? Uh, that's the only like question mark I had about the whole thing. Sometimes it seemed unnecessarily contentious because I don't know, everybody that I know is excited that it was going on. Well, and loans has talked about this too. Like the one cool thing, is that it was truly live but when it's truly live this is what you get and and loans has talked about this to to the folks on his podcast that that really want to see truly live and he's talked about like what that means um and it's way harder to put on a real good show and and that tape delay that hra does allows for all the stitching and all the putting in the in-between yep. stuff and all that good stuff and so um, you know, this is what happens when it's live. That's what it had been like at the track, right? You sit there and you wait. 
You give something to get something. You give something to get something. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no, because there was an extreme amount. There was there was extreme amounts of downtime throughout the throughout the event when they were switching from one to the other, not to the same level on what I will go national events. And again, gone to enough of them, know how they flow or even the regular you know, divisional events. So there was definitely more downtime because trust me, there was times where it was like, I'm like, oh my goodness, are we down again? Yeah. And, you know, you were looking for different things. So, so just trying to, and, and again, Troy, the only reason I'm jumping in there is just, just trying to keep things equal here going. Like, I hear what you're saying. You're going to experience the same thing. Well, no, 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 no. You're, you're not going to experience the same level of downtime that you had at that, well, that event. I'm saying you would have experienced the same amount of downtime had you been at the track for this event. Like, it's just, you got right. what you got. You got what and, you got. And, yeah. And, and as far as keeping things equal, they're not equal. They're not the same. And so I don't. No, no, no. I, that level. That, that's well, the thing. The safety safari, that's another thing. Like, okay, right. what comes out of this? Um, safety safari is a rock star. And appreciation they for work. the safety safari concept. Okay. Um, they, they had a qualified safety team there. Rolly Miller's team was there from what I understand. Uh, Kirk Johnson doing the track prep. These people are all professionals. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. Again, if they do it next week and the following week and the following week, they're going to be good at it. But absolutely one off. I thought they did, you know, it was acceptable, especially because the, um, the what's going on in the pit area, right? Like, like the fans are able to go down and get close and interact with, uh, the drivers and get, you know, they were able to do, uh, to kill that time better than we were right. I'm under the truck with the gas tank on my chest. Um, and you know, here in the, here in the, you know, Jack and, and Ralph talk about the, the scraping machine. Um, you know, that's one thing, but if I'm at the race, I'm off watching, uh, you know, Erica, you know, run the valves on her car. So it's, it's just depending on where you are, but, but again, it, it's a, it's a, it's a nice event and I feel like, let's see where it goes. Let's see but where it goes. Joe from the other side of the world. Yes. Is this anything? Is this anything different than what Bill Bader puts on mid-season with his night under fire? Yes, because As, this was an actual well, competition with money on the line. But other than that, a different uh, take on the drag racing entertainment. He's got a take. The stampede of speed is a different take. Um, but this was racing. It was invitation only. That's another thing. Like I, I had someone reach out to me and said that they didn't like the idea of invitation only. And I hadn't considered that. Like pay the quote was pay to play right hey man this is pay to play drag racing that's against the ethos of drag racing i'm okay with it but it's just a different take they had the biggest stars running for a huge purse that purse is huge i guess my point is they put on a show just like bill Bader puts on a show now it's not a race for a purse but i'm sure all the participants the john forces of the world that that go there or that invited there are paid to match race and he's put on a big show and and the pro team has put on a big show instead of just having a test session the yes. alternative and, and stampede of speed is a show either side of the end or at the start of the nhra event once yeah. you start having an nhra event 
you've got every category. You've got to look after all the sportsman races and you've got to put it on 22 weeks a year. Then you're running a championship and the show doesn't come first. The championship comes first. Well, yeah, I mean, I generally agree. For an example, example, Joe, Ignition is a show. Your Nitro with Alan and with the other guests you have is your professional championship presentation event. Yeah. presentation exactly right bs and and uh and <laughs> some crazy guy from australia talking right yeah right but i think um, what you're saying is a good point pay to play in that the the novelty of the event is part of is part of the picture there i hope they don't do it a bunch because then it's not as special right it, yeah. it starts to diminish itself right. I, I, I thought it was a special event from the bits i saw on comp plus and everything and the amount in the crowd i did a bit of research there's there's 7 million people that live within 60 miles of the track. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, they haven't had Nitro there since John Force ran with a single Magneto in the car. Oh, at Bradenton? At Bradenton. Braden, I, you know, Comp Plus ran a bunch of history stuff. The Snowbirds yeah. used to have top fuelers there every every year and Nitro cars and, and whatnot. But so this is – it's personal to me because – I'm from Florida and deep down, I'm a little aggravated because I've been saying these things over and over for 20 years. Florida is the best market for drag racing. Florida has all these, you know, we talk about it being a a graying sport or retirees or everybody's a little older or whatever. Well, where do all those people live? Florida people from the Northeast and from all over the place, where do they live? They live in Florida. Do they have money? These people? Yeah, they got money. What else do they have? They have time. They're retired. Uh, Also in February, you got snowbirds. Everybody's trying to get out of the cold. We should be racing in Florida more. We should be doing more in Florida. There should be drag strips everywhere. Palm Beach International Raceway should have been a tremendous success Miami Hollywood Speedway should have stayed alive. You've got millions of people. You've got a tremendous car culture, and you've got the best weather at the best time, and you're not doing it. Moroso Motorsports Park used to run from February till November and then close down December, January, and February which was a horrific mistake back then. Like, why did they take those months off? Because it was the winter? Like, what are you talking about? You should be racing through December and all of January because that's when people want to be in Florida. And so this race, when NHRA moved the Gator Nationals to be the first race, because remember, right around now is when the Winter Nationals used to happen. So this is an unintended consequence of the Winter Nationals not happening in February. Thank you very much, NHRA. You push it back to Gainesville, and what happens? Pro fills the void. What? We're not doing anything until March? Screw that. We're going to do something. And they did it. And they did it in Florida, where they have a track available. They've got friendly ownership to let them do whatever the heck they want. And they did. And they put on a great show. There should be more of it. There should have been more of it. There should be night racing. There should be more night racing. Gainesville. Gainesville can support two races for years and years. They've been like, oh, you know, we don't uh, – and, and I'm not talking about people at the NHRA right now. I'm talking about people from the NHRA in the past. 
that young Joe Costello had these discussions with like, Hey guys, why don't you do anything? You know, like, well, the Gator nationals, you know, the Gator nationals as if the Gator nationals is barely getting by the Gator nationals is not barely getting by the Gator national. Okay. So like, I don't, I really want to avoid any direct comparisons. The Bradenton capacity is less than 10,000 people or maybe right around 10,000 or slightly above 10,000. You know what I mean? If I say 10,000 people, I'm not right or wrong by very much. The capacity of Gainesville Raceway is near or above 30,000. And it's going to be packed and sold out and probably sold out on Saturday. You're going to have over 100,000 people rolling through Gainesville Raceway. And they've they've been going through over 100,000 people per weekend for the last 40 years. You and know, they start not, rolling in on Thursday not, you for know, this uh, horseman racing. Joe, I think we all agree. It's not think, this. It's it's the location. It's the location. They're picking yes. the right location, and they're doing a good thing. I'm not like I'm getting animated because of their seizing an opportunity that has been there for a long time, and right. they're doing a good thing with it. I think we all agree, mate. And uh, and to your point, or my point, I should say, is probably that for COVID, we had more lockdown than you guys actually did, and. The opening event after COVID here, Sydney's got six million people within a fifty-mile radius. We packed the joint. We lit, it was there was a you know no room available sign put up. Right. And, and I think the only negative I get out of this whole pro thing, and it, I don't think it was from the main players or some of the main players, because after listening to some interviews from uh, Richard Freeman, who seems like a very fair income, a spades a shovel sort of guy. Uh, there wasn't any, from his perspective, there wasn't really any intent to be a competition or a, we'll show you how it's done. But others made out that they were going to be the next coming. Well, and, and you know, we just... Uh, don't my know. question is to them, that's great. Do it 20 to- 22 times a year. Put Joe, put Alan, put the Jasons on airplanes, put all Nikki, put all the others. I know everybody you work with, Joe. Jeez, it's all the other support staff. Kind of scary. And, and ship that show to however many states in the U.S. you go to then and do it better than that and then tell me you've done a great thing. And, and the same with Courtney. Sorry, I'm on a rant. Same with Courtney's interviews. They were fantastic. They really were. But I've watched all those interviews before on NHRA TV. It, it was put across like this was some sort of uh, phenomenon that was that's never been done before. We're going to show you. And, mate, I've seen all those interviews. I've watched them. It was great to have some updated ones, but it wasn't, it wasn't you know, staggering. Well, honest, hey, the, uh, okay, and and I, I, I agree with that. And, and I, as I said, mate, I, I don't want this to be negative because I think they put on a fantastic show. Yeah, I give them an A. achieve their objective. It's just all the BS and the hype before it by certain people that made it us against them. Well, and, and, and I, so hate that. I hate that shit. There was, there was a, there was an us versus them perception from some. And I'm, you know, I, I find that to be uh, unfortunate because I watched the IndyCar champ car split, destroy that racing 
And I feel like drag racing is on the precipice of what is a breakout moment. And sometimes good intentions can cause negative results. And we'll, we'll see where it all goes. Like uh, Richard, Richard knows how to make money. He understands the business. Tony Stewart is in there. They understand what's going on. Um, you know, they could run another one of these. They could run a couple of these. But if they were to unintended consequences split the sport into two factions thus making neither one of them worth very much then and you know we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen like you you, you know everyone can have their own best idea of what's going to happen but we don't know what's going to happen we're going to go to work i'm going to go to work real hard and do my best job every time I, I go there but if in two years ignition is on and we're having the conversation about two rival drag racing series and who's going to go where and what's going to be what and who's better and who's doing it better. And neither one of them is worth what the previous entity was worth previously. You know, I think there's going to be some questions to ask of some people. Like it's going to be like, man, that was a bad move. But right now, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're the way I look at it. I'm getting ready for the Gator Nationals. I just saw Bob Tasca run 341. There's a good chance I'm going to see another 340 mile per hour run. Doug Coletta is ready to go out there and stomp the top fuel field. Uh, Erica Anders could go unbeaten this year. You know, I doubt that, but all the players are there. The story is there. And um, I'm juiced. I'm juiced for what lies ahead. Uh, we'll just have to see. You know, the day that announcements are made that they're going to try to do something that's negative people will respond in that moment they'll respond immediately and uh one thing i did find good before we change topics and if you got a final thought on it uh, put it out there um seeing people complain about something other than nhra.tv was somehow rewarding i felt I've, i like going on the social and seeing someone complain about buffering or a problem that it wasn't me, but it's the same person that I know that they complain on a regular basis. It made me feel better. I was like, ah, oh, it's not me. It's they just complain. There's a complaining person. Like when they got a beef, they just aired on their social media. It wasn't a personal uh, take. Uh, let's see. Derek says, how about Dave Connolly? Yes. Well, so the Dave Connolly, Erica Enders final round, like, again, I'm not critical of anybody. I will not be critical of anybody, but there were a lot of layers to that story. That final round, there was, yeah. a, lot, there was a lot of layers <laughs> to that story. You know, they could have really gone, lit some fires with that one. There was a lot going on there. Um, and you know, like there's another part of it. Like it, it would have been exciting to, to be there and, have some uh have some say in the way the stories were told because but, it was there was a lot on the on the, on the dave Connolly car driving matt hartford's car i don't know about you but i'm excited for matt I, that car was running and running good yeah so, it's a wfo I mean, sticker it's, though that's uh no wfo sticker on the uh on the new car we're gonna have to rectify that a couple weeks will be in it'll yep. be in uh in, in gainesville so hopefully hard know, for i'm sure that'll community. get that fixed yes <laughs> they race each other it was really cool seeing the two getrix cars out there you know that like you cool. can nitpick to death 
um, if you wanted. And and I've I've experienced that. Like I know what it's like to be to go out there and do as good as you can do given the circumstances of every moment. Like think of the Super Bowl, which is what we're going to talk about next, right? Like there were moments that were good moments and bad moments and you know who had a fumble and who did this and that, but in the end like you you know you left it all on the line. You're the man in the arena. And those folks, they all went out there and they all did their deal and they put up the product that they put up. And uh, everybody that I know in drag racing who watched it generally thought positive things. And so I think we can we can leave it there unless anybody else has got a another point. How many uh, support categories were there at uh, the Pro? There was stock and super stock. There was top sportsmen. Mm -hmm. And... That's it. That's no. it. That's they it. The, then they had the uh, lemonade versus top fuel. Uh, okay. Kind of, so uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the, the race. They were bracket racing top fuel. No, no, they weren't bracket racing. They, <laughs> they had that dial. You had them dials out bracket racing. Staggered, <laughs> staggered start. There was, yeah, it was a staggered start. <laughs> staggered start. It was not bracket, bracket racing. racing, right, Troy? <laughs> If we're if we're doing the old like okay, what did they do well? What was cool that should be adopted? Right, like what was cool that should just be adopted? Like that's the thing. If, you, if they come up with a cool idea, cool. NHRA should just go. Okay, we're going to adopt that. Good job, guys. Thank you for that pointing that out. Seeing a funny car race a top fuel dragster every once in a while is probably something good to do. Like as simple as that. We did it 25 years ago, the noble showdown. It was groundbreaking at the time. Everybody talks about it. Everybody remembers it. I saw Brittany race her dad at PBIR. In fact, there's still a video of it in the WFO YouTube channel, but seeing that every once in a while is a good thing. All right. Like how, how would we do that? Well, maybe, you know, it's, it's tough. Like on, um, uh, Saturday afternoon after Q4, what do you do? Do you tell the lowest qualifying funny car and the lowest qualifying dragster that they can come back and run for $10,000, you know, in, in a one-off spectacle, like you raise that money, you know, that that's 200 grand, 10 grand uh, per race for the, for the lowest qualifying car you know, then do you have people, you know, I don't know how you do it, but you have to come up with, you, you come up with a mechanism to have one funny car versus top fuel drags to run on Saturday after it's all over. Like typically final qualifying is the final thing. I don't know how you would do it, but I'd like to see it. A little versus bit. 17 under the lights. I think it'd be great. 16 versus 17. No, I'm saying 17 versus 17. Whoever the, Whoever just outside the field, you know, oh, give, yeah. give them a little something, give them a shot in the arm with 10 grand up for cash. Like an uh, LCQ. <laughs> the, the top field dragster, though, how they're not going to have enough time to come back. Like, that's the thing. Like, they're the cars that DMQ, they're at the front of Q4. So they find out mid Q4, usually, that they're going to race or they're not going to race. So, so, okay, you're 17, you're not in the field, but you get a chance to come back. They can't service the car in that little time. It's not possible. And when the final pair of top field dragsters go down in Q4, more often than not, the night is over. 
you know, like the racing is over for that day. So it's it's a little bit of a logistical problem. But First one is down the track like Sunday morning. Yeah, hey, yo, it's, it's an LCQ. It's a last year. Nobody likes player. to go first on Sunday morning. They'll get a spot. The rest of them get a look at the track. Okay. See? All right, all right. Sunday. So you, bracket, you keep them Sunday. Right. Bracket race, Troy. <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for, a, for a few grand, whatever the number is, low enough that it can be afford affordable, high enough yeah. that it makes it worthwhile staying the extra day and all of that. At the conclusion of, of um, at the conclusion, like maybe after second round or something, after second round, um, just for the spectacle. I like I like where your head's at. Yeah. Um, not first out. First out, top fuel, you know, and the home of the brave. Uh, it's time to burn some nitro. Fire first round. Can't mess with that. You can't have, like, alternates racing first. Um, but whatever. Thank Look, we work can. through it. It's we a thought. Work. Think of it. Like, it's you know, a come thought. On. Come on. It's, it's an idea. Go. To people's earlier point, like Wes Buck will never let this thing hurt the NHRA. Like that is not what that guy's trying to do. That dude loves the NHRA too much. He would never, I don't think he would ever do that. So I don't think anyone needs to worry about pro wrecking NHRA because Wes has no interest in that. And I don't know Wes from a hole in the ground. And I know that to be true. There's no way. I think we I think we can. Uh, I think we can leave it there. Sly Cat is out. Hopefully, he feels like he's gone. Is he gone? Sly Cat. Hopefully, he feels as if he uh, contributed enough because he was in there. We got a Super Street crossover. That's what matters. He was in the middle of the board. A tough spot to be. <laughs> <laughs> really, now you're in the middle of the board. You're in the middle. You got the middle spot. <laughs> for all you audio only people, we're a bunch I'm of for a block. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Super Bowl. Uh, also, I need everybody's help promoting our Lucas Oil champion shows this week. Wyatt Wagner, 12 noon Wednesday. I did the interview last week. It's going to run as if it's live, but I will be preparing to go to Orlando Speed World, all of that stuff. And then Thursday, uh, probably going to run Kyle Rizzoli. Um, so we'll do super stock and stock Lucas oil world champions this week. Uh, Trevor Larson will be next week. And then we're going to go through, uh, some more champs, but I need everybody's, um, you know, uh, help pushing it out there because it's not going to be like a live, live, and it's not going to be a camping world or mission food series driver with a social media team, pushing it out there, all that. So we'll find out, um, you know, if people really want to push, uh, sportsman racing, because we're going to have a couple of really cool, fun, and deserving world champions on uh, this week, Wednesday and Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time. Both days, 1, 12 noon on Thursday, 1, 12 noon on uh, Wednesday, and uh, we'll see where it goes. All right. Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, Troy. First of all, I know you're a Niners guy. Didn't work out. Great game, though. Like, yeah. not the most entertaining game. It no, no, not great game. Great ending. No. Great, great third ending. quarter, yeah. last 20 minutes, last hour. I wouldn't say the whole game was great. Well, if no, you like I was, I was ready, to, the whole game I was ready was to turn it off in the third quarter. Oh. <laughs> I loved it. Like, my pops' ultimate perfect game is like a six to three grinder. You know, like that's, he's like, he's the game. I thought about my dad the whole way through because I'm like, oh, he'd have loved this thing. We set and reset 
the distance record for field goals in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, it was a record-setting performance. Well, speaking of record-setting, it was uh, the most-watched telecast in the history of television. What? Super Bowl wow. 58 LV111 or III. That's big. Is time. the most watched telecast ever Ooh. with a total audience delivery of 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms, according to CBS. Could be a lie. I mean, look at the number 123.4. So maybe CBS led the way with 120 million viewers. This is hot off the presses right now, man. This is oh, from good. the press release. It's smoking in my hand. That's how hot it is. Super Bowl 58 is the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a record-setting audience on Paramount Plus, if it wasn't uh, knocking you off because I heard that they were having issues. And there was more than 200 million viewers watched all or part of the Super Bowl across all the networks, the highest unduplicated total audience in history, up 10% versus last year's Super Bowl. Can I be negative for a second? <laughs> yeah, hit me. What were the other 100 million people watching? Like, where the hell were they? Did they hands? <laughs> Do they not want to be a part of the American experience? What what were they doing? Like, why why would you? It's it's six thirty on Sunday night. What are you doing that you're not watching the Super Bowl somehow, some way, keeping up with it? Like, what's going on with that? That's all. Some they people work. don't like football. I know it's strange, but they don't. Some people have a life. Well, that a too, right? A racer friend of mine posted it. He was trying to work on his race car, but his buddy couldn't stop talking about how many baskets Tom Brady made in his most recent <laughs> hockey game. Okay. <laughs> I know. There's people that want to crap. But see, I'm a big believer, just like with, uh, you know, Masters of the Air, these cultural phenomenons that everybody should watch together so we can all talk about it. Uh, the Super Bowl is the last one. It's the last one that everybody watches for the most part. And everybody doesn't even watch it. There's over 100 million people here in the good old U.S. of A. You know, some of those are children. Uh, but that they're not watching this deal. So, all right, go ahead. Continue on, Gio. Yeah, that was it. That was all I got off the, you know, ratings. So I want everybody to know is a milestone has occurred. A milestone. I placed my first legal wager in the state of Florida the other day. And I'm a big believer in freedom, and I love when things become legal that were illegal. You know, I can imagine what it was like when prohibition went away and everybody go out there and have a drink and got liquored up. It was probably pretty great, right? So sports gambling in the state of Florida has been illegal. And so now That's it is not legal. true. It's been legal for a while now, all right? I've been betting legal gambling now for a while. The app, Joe just went and did it in person, and I don't even know why because now he's got to go back over there and cash in his ticket. Like, I don't understand. He, he Why are you crapping morning, on my experience? You tell me this morning how excited you are about what you did, and I thought no, you are crapping on my excitement. Positive you experience. You're trying to make it negative. You, did. you just went over there in person and did, like, a normal, like, interaction. Yeah, like a sports time. bet. That's what it's supposed to be. You and your silly app technology crap. You won't go on an Uber, but you're betting with your app, and you think it's so great. No, man, I want to go in the experience. I'm in the sports book. I'm in a casino in Florida, and I ponied up to the kiosk, and I'm pressing numbers, and I got a ticket. You even get a ticket with that app? How does it print out of your phone? You it don't even have a ticket. No, well, when you lose, you got to rip the ticket. But I didn't lose. I took the Chiefs in the over, and there I am all game long. Think about me. 
thinking about my wager. Wasn't looking good, guys. Wasn't looking good at all. First quarter, bad. Second quarter, worse. Third quarter, huh, maybe a little life. Next thing you know, we're in overtime, and the over comes in, baby. A huge parlay. Chiefs in the over. And, yes, next time I'm at my friendly neighborhood Hard Rock uh, Guitar Hotel Casino seeing Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, I will cash my winning ticket, and that will be tremendous. Even cash with that silly app, it's just a bunch of numbers on a screen, man. Does that even count? Is it like, what is that? It's just, oh, it counts, man. I'll tell you, it counts. Let me tell it's you. a number that goes up and then it goes down. You're never going to see that ever again. Yeah. Hey, I'm up 25 units. Oh, now I'm down 25 units. Oh, I better add some more units. No, All man, I gotta I'm say is to you, yeah, well, this whole big thing that you just finally experienced yesterday has been going on for months since the start of football season. Oh, which okay. by the way, just ended yesterday. Just when so you it, understand how when did it become. When did the app become uh, available? It's been like working legal. all season long. And actually, well, remember, only they put for on- people that were grandfathered in. It was not a mainstream thing all so, season so then long. I don't know because I, I yeah, you know, you're giving I've been grandfathered in because I'm in tight with the engines. You're from day giving one, you know, I incorrect get, I information. You're giving incorrect information to the people out there. It was not mass appeal like they first of all they created an app and then gambling was legal and then they shut it down and then they soft reopened and all the people who had joined the app which is a very small number i believe we call them the most degenerate gamblers they were able they they were able why can't we be the most in touch with technology and know what's going on You guys were reinstated, and then many months later, like three or four months later, the rest of the public was able to download the app. I think that has been the case since, you know, November, right? Like, don't act like it's long-time adoption, because if it was, they wouldn't be running that commercial every other spot. Hard rock bets. It's legal. It's legal. No, really, it's legal. <laughs> no, really, seriously, it's legal. No, man, you can't bet in Florida. No, really, you can't. That's the commercials. And uh, and so, you know, I wanted to have my experience in the casino, Gio. And I well, was I'm there for I'm Frankie Valley. And most important, most importantly, I'm cashing tickets, man. I'm cashing. I'm cashing my ticket. The over came in. That's it. Continue on. Oh, that's it, man. Super Bowl Sunday. What a great uh, way to spend the, the whole day. But yeah, I'm glad that you experienced the legal gambling aspect. Welcome to the 2024 world of uh, betting online. Or Yeah, well, you've never cashed a ticket in Florida yet, man. Like you're, you're like working with your little technology. There's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cashing winners. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, uh, you know, look, it was, you know, last All right, week, so I've got some better. notes. I got some notes on the Super Bowl. Everybody, please uh, chime in with your notes on the Super Bowl. Okay, first of all, Post Malone. Post Malone was at the start of the show. Uh, you know, Reba McIntyre. Okay. Reba McIntyre looks great. Reba McIntyre's like a very old, older lady, and she looks tremendous. And uh, whatever plastic surgery she had going, I want her doctor because she did. She looked great. Reba looked she great. Fabulous. Like, oh my yeah. god, does anyone know how old Reba McIntyre is? But man, she's got to be at least 60 
And Does anybody know how Wayne Newton is? That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, my Reba is 68 for the record. She will be 69. Oh, she's not old. Reba looks right. great. Be careful. Great. Yeah. Here we and go Wayne. again. <laughs> Here it is again, Bobby. Here Wayne's it is again. Being, Reba is, is not right. old. <laughs> how old is and Wayne Newton? Wayne Newton is like a thousand years old. He's older no, than he's like. He's like what? No, 1959? No, I can't be. No, that's wrong. Oh, years active. No, no, no. He was born in 1942. So that's 58 that's plus 24, 82. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, under was 47.5, like says Steve. I thought I have it at 45, and I was told 45 by a bunch of people. Steve, if you're pointing out that I'm actually a loser, I'm going to get vengeance on you. Just saying. <laughs> I yeah. had it under oh forty-seven, yeah, and and it didn't come through. It pushed, so yeah. Well, we'll so see. Maybe, maybe it Steve's depends, right, right? Like I, gotta... I think it, it. Well, it all depends on where. It, it, I know that you know historically that number gets bet up. I yeah. seen. I it thought at I had it forty-five. I've seen it at forty-seven. I seen it at forty-six and a half. Even, but well, we'll see. Whatever. Well, that would be terrible. What, I, well, why don't you just check your ticket? You see, if you had the app, you would have known it'd either be green or red. Yeah. Oh my right? god. That's cool. All right. Post Malone. Uh, right Gio didn't know you, Joe. <laughs> no, he's got me on that one. He's got me on that one. Like that one, I can't defend. Right? It's pretty simple. You don't even know if you wanna. You may no, I guess not. I got the tickets in the other room. I'm sitting there. Well, you know what? I had a great experience no matter what. Wow. Can you imagine if I'm actually a loser thanks to Steve? Way to go, bud. So all right, so post Malone, Gio didn't know who he was. Uh, I had no idea who he was. No, someone uh, I saw someone was playing the guitar, and I was describing who it was. I'm like some hippie-looking dude with tattoos on his face. Okay, but on that note, here's where uh, I have a problem. Okay, I, culturally, there are some things that I am generally against. Uh, I really am not a big fan of flip flops, but I've acquiesced. I understand everybody loves them and whatever. You know, Crocs. Well, there's a not difference that. between slides and flip flops too. So I don't like any of them. Keep your feet to yourself in public unless you're on the beach. That's me. I'm old school. But tattoos, generally speaking, like I'm not a tat guy. I don't like the idea of tattoos. I never liked tattoos. My dad, you know, not, I'm not into it. I was just raised against tattoos. But I have acquiesced. I understand that the culture and society has changed and now everybody's into tattoos and they all want tattoos and it's about a personal moment in their lives and they're, oh, okay, fine. But one area that I am going to hold firm is facial tattoos. I am against the normalization of facial tattoos. Typically speaking, up until very recently, it was easy to determine the crazy and psychotic people because they had facial tattoos. You know, gang members, violent people, people who have like fought their way into a club or a gang, they have a facial tattoo. You don't have to go far to look at the mugshots of a lot of criminal types that have facial tattoos. The cross Venn diagram of scary criminal folk and facial tattoo for many, many years was tremendous. And now you got guys like Post Malone and others trying to normalize the facial tattoo. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson is one, uh, but Mike Tyson is a perfect example of an unstable person. I like him. But he's an unstable person, and he said flat out that the facial tattoo is a mistake, from what I understand. So anyway, I'm against facial tattoos. 
And I'm holding firm. That's my old school note of the week. No to Post Malone and facial tattoos. Next. Movies, commercials. Okay, Dan Marino. Dan Marino finally won the Super Bowl. He was in multiple big-time campaigns, one for M&Ms, and the other one was for, like, Verizon or something. Like, Dan Marino was in there. What was it? Was it Pepsi? Lionel Messi. Well, no, the first one was, right. That was the the Marino and Messi was the second one. The first one was the M&Ms almost champ spot with uh, Bruce Smith and T.O. and the the M&Ms. And Marino was like the leader of it. And uh, Scarlett Joe was in there and it was a big commercial. And then the second one, what was the messy commercial for? Marino, Messi, Sudeikis. What was that for? Yeah, that one, I don't even know what it was for. That was a huge commercial. It was messy. I think it was Pepsi. I don't know. It messy was, no, with, it was messy with, uh, you know, messy with the uh, It's not good if you don't know what it was for, though. That means it didn't work. Most of these commercials, you're not going to remember what they were really for. I don't know. <laughs> Any hey, other. Mark. Neighbor, like a neighbor, neighbor. Arnold, neighbor, and, and then Danny DeVito. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> the wicked movie. I'm against it. You know, do we really have to show the other side of every single story from when we were kids? The wicked witch, maybe she was actually a good person and she had some tough breaks in her life, and uh, that's why she turned out to be uh, a bad person. You know, it's like every story from our childhood, they go back and they find the villain, and then they give us a respin about why that person's actually okay and we were unjustified in hating them. Well, Dorothy stole her shoes. I mean, you gotta give her some room, apparently, landed on her sister's house. I mean, yeah. So now, run over what a house! house? So now, I mean, all that the wicked witch of the west is being <laughs> repackaged to us as a victim of some sort of <laughs> terrible situation. She like, it's wait, justified. Wait, wait. She rejected by the tin man. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Not, I love it. <laughs> Matt in Australia said that. That was good. Wicked oh, has been a Broadway man, play for awesome. 20 years. Yeah, I don't know it. It's a movie. Whatever. Don't need to see it. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie scared the heck out of me. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, Mountain Dew. I like her. Uh, Linder Chocolates. Wow. They spent the money on a Super Bowl commercial, huh? Um, the mullet uh, commercial. Whatever the hell that was for, turning everybody into a mullet. I don't know how I felt about it. It made me feel a little weird inside. It was aimed at us rednecks with four-wheelers. Yeah. No, right. Oh. You get this four-wheeler, and you're going to have the, the passion moment of having a mullet. If that's what it's like to actually have a mullet, I don't know. Maybe I'll grow one. <laughs> Any other uh, commercials that stuck out in your mind, Giovanni? Anybody got on your notes? I saw you taking notes feverishly during the... Uh, BMW talking, Chris Walken. Christopher talking Walken. Walken. So that was awesome. So good. That's um, a big deal. Carl Weathers tribute says Monica. Good job. That was good. Yeah, Carl Weathers made me. Uh, Coors Light, Cool Train. The the Cool Train is back with L Cool J. Yeah, he forgot to play the music. Yeah, Orioles Twist. The E Train Pickleball Babies. I hate those babies. <laughs> Hellman's Cat Mayo. The Dunkin', the Dunkin', yeah. Ben the Affleck Dunkings. and the Boston well, yeah, All-Stars. the Boston guys. That the was ben, awesome. Jennifer, Matt, Tom Brady. 
I got to get some of those square uh, sunglasses. They were pretty cool. Um, the Dunk Kings and uh, Beyonce. Apparently, I missed the Beyonce commercial. Beyonce broke the it. internet, or she was yeah. trying to yeah. break the internet. I didn't see that one live, but I've seen it now fifty times. But, oh, I, I know didn't realize she was going country. I was like, wow. There was one, a couple that really caught Joe's attention here. I'm going to give you one: the Poppy Soda, 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 Soda. Soda. How many times can you say soda in a freaking commercial? Soda, 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 soda. It's soda. Okay, I got it. It's soda. It's and healthy soda. By far, by far, it's carbonated water. I'm going to tell you what Joe's favorite commercial was. It was for the Google Pixel phone. The, the Wait, blind which one guy. Was that? The what? The, the blind phone. guy using the phone. I'm pissed. He got annoyed. Lord, I didn't understand that one. It's a feature on the Google Pixel, and this in the commercial, they introduce you to this man, and he is blind, right? But he's not blind, blind. Like it's not like the lights are off. He's just like everything is blurry, which is terrible because that's a horrible affliction. And I don't even want to think about it. But he's, you know, he's taking pictures of the phone, and the phone is like telling him, you know, screen up. Uh, two shot, uh, one shot, three shot. It's giving you like verbal cues as to whether or whether or not you've got the camera on yourself. And he's in the video, he's in the, uh, the commercial, he's taking these selfies, right? And I'm just like, what's the point yeah, of him that's... taking selfies and the camera can tell you you're taking a picture, you can't see the picture? <laughs> <laughs> but he gets rid of those Cadillacs, he can see them then. You know, who's the picture for? Well, you know, I'm, I don't want to put up a selfie of myself. I guess maybe I'm being insensitive. If you can't see, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be entitled to take a selfie of yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah. Monica, are they really going to be selling those uh, track suits like the ones in the Dunkin' commercial? I don't know. That maybe. would be hilarious. Yeah. They were pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about the Fly Eagles Fly, Sue, for the NFL Sunday ticket? Your Eagles awesome. and the Ravens. I loved it. I know. I jumped, jumped right up. I was like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Well, yeah. you know. I, I like the Popeyes. The Caramel Reese's, the Doritos. <laughs> and like, um, whatever. The oh, mess with my Popeyes. Big part. I love Popeyes. Bobby, I just, I'm addicted oh, to Popeyes. I know, uh, now they got wings. Eat, that, you have to forget <laughs> now that you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Uber, Uber Eats. And, uh... You have to forget something. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer David yep. Schwimmer. That was very uh, popular. Everybody likes She's Jennifer like... Aniston. <laughs> and uh, this guy wasn't Beckham not remembering what Spice Girl his wife was. Right. Oh. All right, what about the halftime show? Yeah, Usher. I that one in that commercial. Yeah, Beckham. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that one. I just noticed Aniston, and I thought of that movie, We Are the Millers, that she's in. I don't know why. I think Christian Hall. Yeah, well, the and then the, the, the halftime show, you know, Usher. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, Christian Horner might have that same problem. I don't know if that story has developed. Perhaps we'll get to that in a moment. Um, halftime show. Uh, you know, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. I, I'm not against it. I saw some people posting on Facebook. Uh, that was the worst halftime show I've ever seen. And no. it, well, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. Here's yeah, the point, know. though. The people that I saw posting, Bobby, you remember uh, you, you you said that you had a memory come up on Facebook. I feel like these people write that every year. Ah. Like you go back to the weekend, the weekend, which I thought was good. That was the worst halftime show. Like, right after the halftime show of the Super Bowl, you go on Facebook, and there's a bunch of people that just want to say, that was the worst halftime show ever. 
but it can't nah, be every single year. It just can't be. And this one wasn't the worst. It was fine. Oh. It wasn't the and best. It had its moments where I was like, it oh, did. I I wish it. They and then it flipped, that. and I was like, oh. Alicia Keys, in my opinion, <laughs> was the best part. She had that really, uh, you know, skin tight red outfit. I was, I was about you to like say the, you were going the, for the, the whole. The, the, yeah, the shiny yeah. I wish that gal that played guitar, they would have let her play it a little bit longer. Her? Yeah, who is that? Do we know who the girl her. who played the guitar was? My she wife. Was it's uh, her. H E R. Her. Yeah, who's her? What do you mean? She, her? That's who's her, her name? Yeah. Who's on her. first? Here we go. With a who's on first? <laughs> I mean, that's not like her real name, but that's her, like her name. That's what she's referred her. I'm her. sure it's an acronym. It probably but what's her like name? What? My wife you know? said, wasn't her. she on uh, last year, but uh, somewhere on the Grammys? And she had to immediately, after her performance, had to jump off the stage and and she gave birth. She was pregnant at the No, Grammys. that was Rihanna. No, what? Who That's was her? Rihanna. Okay. It must have been not her. She? Rihanna. Not her. That's a different not her. her. A different her. All right. right. <laughs> Who was yeah. Race Guitar is down there. He's got his arms folded. He's uh -oh. in a very defensive position. Ra Race let's Guitar on. was on a rant last yeah. night. I was Race watching guitar. him. I was like, woo, he's on fire. He's, oh my, he's a very positive. I wanted to light into him, but let him go. <laughs> and I kind of like the fact that the Race Guitar rant, I kind of like, you know, discontent with Race Guitar. What you, what's going on, Race Guitar? I know. Come on, Race Guitar. Are you talking about the guy that said we don't have any junior any kids involved in drag racing? Well, okay. Uh, no, that's not what we're talking about. I did see no, you no. were discontent on that. We need to raise this guy's microphone. I'm going to try to raise oh, this microphone. I got to raise his microphone. A little, a little low. Bit. Audio is like low, but I've, I've got you raised. So let's see where I'm it comes to in. See if this helps any, but I'm giving her all the stuff. No, just in general. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, that's kind of your Super Bowl. Hey, I thought it was great. You brought my attention to it. I was right there with you. Go, buddy, go. Yeah, but, but, what are, but which ranch, though? Are we talking Which about ran, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. You, you did have a couple going on, yes. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> I, did, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I couldn't keep track. I'm just telling you. It's the most you I've seen him post in a while. I was like, wait, what's he talking about now? <laughs> you, yes, because there was one that I abandoned when I was arguing about how stupid that pro shootout was. And I was like, these guys don't get it, so screw it. Fucking screw it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then the, the other guy chimed in about how the NHRA doesn't have any, any youth involved. And I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, so that was I, – I read that article. Now that you've triggered my memory, now I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and that was, was like – I go, dude, there's junior drag racing. There's the high school league. We, I, I don't know what he was talking about. But that was Mike Salinas in that article. That was a Susan Wade column on Speed Sport. <laughs> And it was generally negative, um, I felt like. And, you know, like, do me a favor, folks. As you're reading all these uh, dra drag racing-themed uh, columns, just note to yourself, is this generally positive or is it generally negative? Just do or that as an exercise. Or is it you know, I, is, is, is it Because it, it's always clickbait. It's how do we get know. attention? And... Yeah, well, I, think, so, I, I think I've seen some negative articles from Susan in the past, so just yeah. saying. It's, it's an interesting Possibly. exercise. So she got a quote from Mike Salinas, and he did say that, but you can't have a bunch of people like who are older. And I've, I've had that conversation with him at the same time. 
Um, I think he was, to his credit, I think he was talking about fans, but I don't agree with his assessment. I thought it was a, that was kind of a, a negative article. That was a, a bit like, I, I, you know, if we just had a great talk about it, Race Guitar, we went down that road with the pro shootout and everybody had expressed their opinions. Uh, generally positive. Um, Colossal waste of time and effort. Why do you say just, that? Just because Wes has an idea doesn't make it a good idea. Why is it not what, a good what idea? What they could have done is they could have sat down and said, you know what, we need to help the sport. We have X dollars. What can we do? Uh, we could reintroduce qualifying bonuses. We could reintroduce a modern Big Bud shootout or a Craiger Topfield Classic. We could, instead, they chose to go to this route because, of course, the NHRA doesn't do anything right. They stage an event that they cannot replicate. See, so you know this better than most of us. You've got to be able to do this not just once, but 20-plus times a year at various facilities across North America. And you can't take that race and do it in Dallas in two weeks. There's just no way. Right. But, I, okay, so I would push back and just say I don't think that they are trying to create a show that they're going to run 20 times, but that Mike Salinas then article what, that you read, then what was, then what was the point? They reached <laughs> nobody new. They made no new in grounds. They introduced the sport to no new sponsors. The only people that saw it are the same 5,000 people that see every drag race on flow. Braden did seats, what? 7,000 people. And it wasn't sold out. I've heard nine and, and Saturday was definitely sold out. I did not see that Saturday was sold out, but I'm uh, not going to dispute it. If you yeah, say yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. No, just but go regardless, with it. So, it was sold out. So between the 5,000 people watching online and the 7,000, uh, what did you say, nine? So that's 14,000 people saw the race. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm not going to lock myself into a number on the stream. I have no idea, and I'm expecting them to put out a press release that says something huge. No way. Well, you know, we'll never know. Like that's the thing. We'll like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll never know. Like that's. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. All I know is that as we started to get closer and closer to the race, and they were seeing not numbers increasing, they started getting more and more desperate. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. And it's like no one cares. No one's gonna care. Wow, you're like the the most negative view on the on the whole show. Listen. I was sitting here going, are they actually going to be stupid enough to run a 340 at a non-NHRA race and steal that thunder from the hand that feeds? And they were. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but they, okay, so they would, like, those people would be very upset at the concept of the hand that feeds. Don't you think, like, they would reject that? Like At the end of the day, who's the hand that feeds? Where are they going to go? They think that they are the hand that feeds. That's what the whole point is that they're like, that's a nice debate to have, right? Like that's, uh, you know, without nitro cars, you can't have a national event without a national event. There's no point to have nitro cars. It's, it's, it's a wonderful symbiotic relationship. It doesn't have to be contentious. It's just sad that sometimes it is. The NHRA is the hand that feeds. If you don't want to run NHRA, go race somewhere else. Where are you going to race? I don't know. Okay, so but you are bringing up an interesting point there, race guitar, that maybe nobody had considered. But running the first three forty, like Troy was on earlier, and he's still on. He's still with us. Yeah, there he is. Uh, in his he's mind, in this is square. it. 
this is the this is the 340. You know what I mean? The first 340. The first 340 happened at this race. That's a fact. Well, was that was that good? Let me let me go with it for a second. We'll address the legitimacy in a second. Okay. Was that good for the sport? Was it as good for the sport as if it happened at an NHRA national event on Fox broadcast in front of at least double the audience with more media attention with the National Hot Rod Association's media and marketing machine, which whatever it is, it is slightly more powerful than what you've got. Like maybe they did, like you, you said the, the term stole the thunder, I think. Um, yep. That's an interesting angle. I, I, that's the, 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 the very small piece of what race guitar said that I agree with in that um, the, the bonus to the eighth mile for 300 and, and hitting 340, I think it's diminished because, because it did happen here. So um, it'll be interesting to me to see if that are they going to keep that around? Because no matter what, whoever runs 340, someone's going to say, "Some member, someone already did that back at the pro race." Um, so I do think there is a little bit of thunder stealing there, but I think that's pretty minor in the grand scheme of things. When it happens at an NHRA event, Alan Reinhardt and Brian Loans are going to get. Uh, except, you know, like, like excited in a big way, there's going to be a tremendous call you would hope. And it's going to be on the cover of, you know, national dragster. Um, This will be on the cover of drag illustrated. Like you want another amazing prediction guys, right? Like uh, this is your cover of drag illustrated. Next episode is going to be the scoreboard shot. Like, you know, prepare yourself. That's what's coming. And I, been saying this for six months like that we knew that that was going to happen the shot the whole thing has been the hopeful plan of the promoters and and by the way Wes went on there and said that he prayed to god that it would happen and god delivered so you know it is what it is as an announcer joe do do you think do you think um and i i think i know the answer to this question but like how bad do you think Alan or Brian or even yourself, like how bad did you want it to be you or how bad do you think you wanted it to be them? Well, so me, my, there's no guarantee that a 340 is going to happen at an NHRA national event. Like we don't know. We don't know. I saw people already like talking about that. There's going to be rules changes, which I don't anticipate. If you're the national hot rod association, I think that you got to keep everything the same until you get your 340. Uh, if they were to change the rules to slow the cars before they got a 340, I think that would be really, wow, I'd be stunned. But we'll see. Because remember, I'm an advocate of 340 back five years ago. I've been, I've been hoping for a 340. I've been 340. I would have been on the starting line, and I would have gone and interviewed the crew chief. And we would have had a crew chief interview. I don't know what Aaron Brooks said after the 340. I don't know what the crew chief thought after the 340. The, what did he say, guys? Because I went into Frankie Valley when they went down and interviewed Aaron on the starting line after the 341. What did he say? I don't even remember or even know I, if they did. They were all just I don't, hooting and hollering. Exactly. That, that's, I don't think, that's all I remember is the hooting and hollering. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think that they did interview him. So my role would have been to talk to Aaron. So I, I could not have been on the mic. But I, yes, of course, you think about how you would call it and how you would call it differently. All right. I think about how I would call things and I would have gone freaking berserk. And and like, uh, you know, I don't want to be critical of anyone. I'm not being critical of anyone. Everybody does it their own way. Ralph and Jack were in a little phone booth with I've been there. It's tough. I have no idea what they had, but my eyes would have been on the mile per hour, period. That's it. Right. Not the ET, this is the run. They, 340s coming up. Yeah. Bottom of the ninth. Like, okay, you got to get ready. Like, this is it. This is the 340 run. It's probably not going to happen during the day tomorrow. This is it. And, you, you know, you try to get ahead of it. And it's hard. Try to get ahead of the thing that's about to happen. You know, but but when we do that, then now, like, I'm not I, I really hope that if all of my fellow announcers out there in the world are listening to me, guys, it's tough. You miss stuff. And sometimes, like, you think it's good and it's not good or you think it's not good and it is good. It's just in the moment. You do your best with the moment. And it is what it is. And Ralph called 341.68. You all heard it. I don't know what the interview was. Because I was watching Frankie Val. I would have loved to hear Ntucci's call from the tower. Uh, and I have Oh, my God. Right. And, oh, is that documented? Like, I don't know. It's got to be out there somewhere. You imagine. And I don't, I don't think so. You would have heard it. Because you remember, yeah. if you think back on, what was it, Thursday? Or I, I forget what night it was, where he was also announcing over the loudspeaker and Al's voice came over everything else that was going on. Like you just. Okay. Couldn't. So let me tell you about oh. Al Tucci. I like, I, lo I love Al Tucci. Me and Jason Logan, the guy is a, you know, a wonderful man and he's fun and funny. And he just wants, yeah. to, he just wants to make fun and push your balls there. and, and have fun with the thing. And he, you know, he gets excited. So, I would have liked to have heard his 341.68 call also. I don't know if it's out there or not, but I'm sure he did. Uh, he went berserk. Because that's what I would have been a stroke on the mic, is what yeah. I will tell you. Yes, I mean, exactly. it would have been. Wake up, Al. No! It would have it definitely been. It would have been it, like you're a fire. It would have been over the top. Yes. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Yeah. But I didn't hear that anywhere in coming through any of the streaming so so anyway like there's just that the, there's there's um you know it's never bad to be talking about the sport right look we're talking about all of this stuff and there are people that are going to go to the gator nationals like i said in monday motivation like to see the 340 now it is possible right like 340 previously maybe it was on your personal radar maybe it wasn't now it is you want to go see a 340 at gainesville if you go to gainesville there's a good chance you're going to see a 340 or maybe you won't. Maybe it's going to be hot. That's the problem with Gainesville is it can be hot. It can be cold. You just don't know. Uh, all right. So what I called for <laughs> was actually just to say, go. Good luck next weekend. Have fun. Me and Sue, we're ready. Yeah. Make some good runs. You know, I hope it's on a stream somewhere, but if not, I'll just keep, keep talk online. It's going to be on the stream, the Division I, Two stream. I thought stream. it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be okay, on. Cool. So, so I'll be watching. I'll be watching. If I have to, I'll set up a truck stop viewing party again. First one is so, here. Uh, we'll be on track on Friday morning. 
approximately 8 25 a.m <laughs> you know what i, I mean don't, i don't forget if you have bad reaction times it's because you were at frankie valley instead of on the practice tree i was practicing <laughs> i've been practicing all right so you want to hear my practice tree regi- regimen uh i i have been hitting the practice tree the other day i realized like a a, a stunner like you oh realized it wasn't plugged in no, I, I realized that I'm going to have to perform in front of these people. Like, I got to perform in front of y'all. Like, I can go up there, I have 100 reaction times. I'm going to be embarrassed, and you guys are going to make fun. So yeah, I can't do that. I just yeah. want to make sure you have fun, because this is the, step, the first step towards your goal of being on the track at the gates. At 100%. The so uh, I sat down. I sat right? down in my gaming seat. You know that gaming seat that I made years ago, Geo? I sat down in the gaming seat and it's got a gas pedal and a brake pedal and it's got a shifter and it's got a bunch of buttons. And so I used it for uh, mental visualization of the, the situation, you know, like I put myself in the car, I tightened the belts and I, you know, closed my eyes and I like went through the process of making a run. And the thing, I got two things that are slightly tripping me up. Number one, Sue Morris. Are you a two-foot stager or a one-foot stager? Two. You're a two-foot stager. So I was always a one-foot stager, and I always used my right foot. And I'm thinking about it, and I really think that becoming a two-foot stager is the smart play for what I'm about to do here. I need to relearn how to stage, and my left foot is... You know, like back in the day, we could say this. I'm going to say it because it's the only way to say it. My left foot is retarded. Okay. (laughs) It's a little slow. Like I don't have the feel of staging with my left foot that I do with my right foot. Like think about throwing a baseball. Look, left foot. Yeah. You're a two foot driver. You're a two foot driver. Right. I was always a one foot driver. I learned how to. Left foot, you're going to bounce, 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 and get yourself in. Yeah. yeah, Dave had to put a foot box in my car because I'm like, how the heck are we, you know, bouncing the, the, to get it just in there, just right? And he's like, you just tap your foot. And I go, well, I got to hold my foot up. And he looked at it. He's like, Oh, oops. <laughs> you know, his size 13 fit great. My six and a half. So seven. that's something that's concerning me, right? That's And the other is the, you know, like bra- stage, brake, button, gas, release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The timing well, of that. Well, there's somebody over there. They're staging up too, right? I go in first. I could go in first, but go you can't first. always go in first, Troy. Like, what if the guy gets in there ahead of me? Like, you know, like it's, it's... you, you got to keep your, you got to speed up your routine. Your burn from from your burnout to getting up to the starting line. You got to keep, you got to speed that routine up. Trust me, I had to learn that. So yeah. that way, you can choose on when you go in first, second, or whatever. But but that way, you're up and ready. You speed up your routine. You you do your burnout. You get up there and then get yourself set and go in. And, nice. and yeah, but, well, and Joe, I was the same as you. Like, I'm a two-foot stager, but I used to stage at idle. Okay. Um, I didn't like bringing it up a little bit uh-huh. I, and then doing it because I didn't trust myself to not roll through. Once I got it down, though, where I bring it up just a little bit, you know, I'm talking like 1,900, 2,000 RPM. 
my bumps were so much more consistent. My saging was so much better. And I'm in there, right? Foot still on the brake at 2000. And, and so the suspension, everything's loaded up just a little bit. Then I hit my button and then I can let off my, let off the foot. There's line pressure. Everything's good to go. Um, bringing up the RPM a little bit was a game changer for me. Cause I used to just try to idle it and my converter is so loose uh -huh. and even looser doesn't move as much as you think it's going to move. And so you're sitting there like 77 times trying to bump in four inches, right? Bring that RPM up a little bit. She's right in. And it was way better. Yeah. I'm going to be basically retraining myself to stage. I don't need to go into detail about, but the way I used to always stage. So you can't burn out across the line, right, Sue? No. No. See? So in bracket racing, I would roll across the line by like a foot. And then I would back up fully stage and then put out the stage bulb and have the pre-stage bulb still be on. You can only and, do that in a dragster. And, and, and sit there. But now I know... I'm a quarter inch away from stage. You know, I know where I am when, if I was bracket racing, can't do that with this. And so I'm going to be relearning that seven inches and it's, uh, you You'll know, be fine. You'll be fine. No, I, well, I mean, it is what it is. I got to go through the process. I bet, you're, process. I, bet you're, I bet you're better than 20, Get out of here. better than 25 on your first hit. You crazy. First of all, all right. I'm going to be I got to roll. I got to roll. Now yeah. that I set stuff on fire, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> good job, race guitar. I, race guitar. <laughs> I know I do. All right, so with have race a good guitar. week, Joe. I'll be watching. Everyone else, take it easy, Gio. Good game yesterday. And I will talk to you guys later. Later. Later, Mike. Race guitar. Race guitar. Be race safe guitar. out there. And before you get angry at him, remember, he raised thousands and thousands of dollars to prevent children's cancer. So he's allowed to have whatever opinions he wants to have. The guy is a... Uh, you know, he's, he's working it as, as all the time. All right, let's uh, let's uh, get a uh, you know uh, what I would call a high speed Australia report, and we'll check in with everybody before we get out of here. Oh, I missed uh, missed talking to race guitar about EVs, but damn it! <laughs> oh, oh, that was good last week. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walker <laughs> likes it. It's the real deal. Uh, I shared a link to race guitar. There is a, one of the news stations here in Australia It's called seven news. Anyone can uh, Google it and find it. And it was a comparison of two BMWs, one, a I seven BMW and the other one, a seven, whatever series BMW, one petrol, one electric. And they did 900 kilometers, which is about 850, sorry, 550 miles. And, uh, it was cheaper and quicker to drive the petrol car there. I believe it. That's, that's not surprising to me. That's not surprising. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's like, uh, honestly, the argument to me, like, whatever makes people happy, if you want the electric, if you want your car to go when you're driving around, that's fine. I My big fear is this. This is my big fear. The laser disc. Does everyone remember the laser disc? The laser disc. It was the most amazing technology. This is it. It's all going to the laser. Oh no, it's not. It's going to something else. Oh yeah, you're streaming it on an MP3. You don't even have it anymore. It's like, I, I hope that these EVs aren't the laser disc of car technology, because there's hydrogen, there's hive, there's a bunch of stuff. There's ammonia. The Chinese want to make ammonia engines. There's all kinds of stuff going on out there, and uh, EV could be 
the laser disc. So that, that's that's all I'm saying. We can only hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Australia Report. Quick one. Uh, not a lot happening um, other than this weekend, the Bathurst 12-hour endurance race, uh, which is at Mount Panorama where they hold the Bathurst 1000 with supercars, and it's uh, for GT3 cars. So we've got uh, 97 drivers. There's over 30 entries, and that represents 18 nations, including the US of A, uh, which uh, Paul Tracy is coming out here to drive. Nice. Uh, Also from Italia, Joe, Valentino Rossi's driving as well. Hey, Mm, Italia, Italia. Yeah, that should be a pretty big one. Uh, the only other real motorsport news on the Australian front is what I mentioned last week is the current reigning uh, supercars champion, Brody Kostecki. Uh, that drama still festers on. That's probably the best way of putting it. Uh, there was a podcast this week with his number one backer, uh, Peter Adderton, who owns Boost Mobile out here. And he's just launched uh, Mobile X in America. And got it into Walmart, so he's no he's no fly by night sort of guy. Um, he op- he spoke uh, pretty open and candidly on a uh, on a podcast down here and su- suggested that V8 Supercars should uh, buy out Brody Kostecki's contract and uh, just let him go and do what he wants to do and uh, leave the guy alone. Uh, apparently, the relationship between himself and the team post him racing in the US. I think he raced at Charlotte. I don't know. You have to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, on a flat track race there. Is that right? At the Close to the end of the season. The Roval? The Roval? The yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He would have been in the Roval. Yeah. Yeah. I think he placed mid-pack. I don't think he did fantastic over there at his, at his go at it. But uh, once he come back, apparently from that point on, the uh, the friction in within the team was uh, got pretty toxic, even though he come away with the win. Um, since him standing himself down from the team for the first event, which is on in two weeks' time at Bathurst, uh, some major partners have left the team, including Coca Cola, which uh, were the naming right sponsors of the team. So uh, yeah, pretty bad. Uh, as said, this Peter Adderton has said that supercars should get involved and just buy him out of the contract and uh, let the guy move on. Uh, not necessarily race supercars in this coming season, but uh, Adderton has publicly mentioned that he'll he'll back Brody if he wants to go to NASCAR in some capacity. So Nice. Yeah, you can't hold um, people back from doing what they want to do. No, just to put some perspective on it, SVG's moved to the US, as you all well know, and I've said a million times. Uh, Brody's teammate has moved into SVG's seat in the Triple Eight Red Bull team. So that team, in the course of six months, has lost now lost both its key drivers. Oh bummer! Yeah, but they're saying that the uh, the environment there within the team isn't isn't very good. So can't confirm or deny that one. That's for others to say but uh other than that mate western australia had a round of their uh, their first opener for 2024 uh at the perth motorplex and sydney dragway we this weekend we had our uh first round of our state championship 
which of course uh we got two hours of rain at the start of the day just to make sh make everyone aware that it was a drag race and uh but then it cleared up we got blue skies and uh the event finished up early evening and about 200 odd entrants and a fairly successful meeting from all reports and that is all i've got for the australia report excellent works well yeah. since we're already over two hours you know a lot of talk. Yeah, yeah. Love, love talk about this uh good deal all right uh dragster jeff final thought final thoughts i unmuted myself that was good i saw alex miladinovich yeah Bakersfield this weekend unfortunately i never saw his car go to the starting line uh, but that's a hot for teacher car right like they, they got a yes. new uh they got a new car out there that's that's good yeah but they didn't they never took it to the starting line in the two days i was there okay uh buddy hall made uh at least three three passes each day and uh they had a shutoff 445 at 138 so i don't know what the thousand foot number was but 445 at 138 he had the shoots out when he crossed the quarter mile time um Words nice of wisdom, you know, everybody stay busy. Joe, yeah. take a deep breath, shake your head a little bit, and then bump it in, buddy. Stage it up tight and let it go. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, like the, 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 the fact that it's my friend's vehicle has got me a little concerned. Uh, um, it's just like I, driving your dad's car. It'll be fine. That's what I feel like, you know, power glide, trans brake. Where's the line lock? It's on the it's on the shifter. It's right there. Oh, Just BR. like the rest of them. It's oh, like BR. falling off a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to fall off this car. <laughs> Thank you, Dragster Jeff. Appreciate it. Something to look forward to. All right. Uh tr tr let's go to Lonnie. Lonnie, you've been on there. Camera's on. I don't know if you're uh you're in on this or you're not in on this, but I want to make sure Lonnie, Lonnie, who is like musical apparently. I didn't know we didn't know about that, Lonnie. You don't have to chime in, Lonnie, but you're welcome to if you want, because you've been sitting there so wonderfully all show. I was a music major in college. Yeah. I was a music major in college. Ah, there it is. Do I have a delay again? You have a little bit of a delay, but if you just say what your piece is, it'll work for us. Can you? Can you Crapping out on you, Lonnie. It's a bummer, man. He was a music major, so I was now I was noticing some of Lonnie's social media, and he's got like a musical reference in his, uh, you know, something that he did, one of his fantasy uh, social media handles or whatever. So I was going to ask him. We'll get you next week, Lonnie. We'll figure out how to get you uh, at the start of the show. We're going to figure out the music. He's a music major in college. That's uh, tremendous. All right, Troy, what do you got? Well, you know, despite all the action at Bradenton, there was a little bit of big money bracket racing down in Bell Rose at No Problem Raceway down in Bobby's Neck of the Woods, the Southern Ooh, Big no. Buck Nationals. And it was all about last name of Patton. Uh, Y'all know Honey Wayne, who yep. most recently made infamous by his on-track antics, preceded by being the next big thing. I mean, he was that guy. And I think he's finally back because Friday night, uh, he took out Dylan Rawlinson for $20,000. And then the very next day, his brother, Derek Patton, doubled all the way, I think, to, boy, 10 cars maybe, way late. Uh, took his car all the way to the final round, beat Glenn Dilday, and the Patton brothers swept 
the Southern Big Buck Nationals in Belle Rose, Louisiana. So racing season got kicked off in a big way in lots of different ways uh, this last weekend. Uh, but, you know, big shout out to Flicker Promotions, Michael Beard, and uh, and the Patton boys for putting it on them and showing them how, uh, how the Patton family gets down. Nice. And that's it. I believe, that's I, believe, I, I, believe in, uh, I believe in redemption. You know, like people can make yeah. mistakes and learn from it and come back and be normal people. Everybody loves a second chance. And uh, Honey Wayne, is he's back in business. And I bet he's going to win a lot more this year. All right. Way to go, Troy. Way to go, Troy. Uh, Bobby Graham, words of wisdom. Oh, you're on mute. You're muted, Bobby. You're yeah, unmute mute. yourself. I'm mute. Hit the button. Choke yourself, soldier. I'm trying to. I had snipples. There you go. There it is. Keep it muted. Uh, But I got a short one tonight. But it's very important. Never, but never underestimate your calm little gentle pooch or any other animal that you keep at home that you try to keep restrained. If you, if they want to get loose, they're going to get loose. And they're going to get you in trouble with the neighbor's wife. So plan how you're going to keep them restrained and try to keep them there. And that's my words of wisdom. I love Bobby's words. I like, I'm always visualize him doing, dealing with the situation. Yeah. Those animals, man, they've got like super strength. You remember that TV show? I remember back when I was doing AM radio overnights, like one of the big things that was happening, uh, there were two big reality shows that we covered. One was called The Swan, and it was about these unattractive people who got plastic surgery to look better. It was a terrible deal. And the other was Man versus Beast and these contests of uh, Man versus Beast. And remember, they had like 100 little people trying to win a tug of, for- tug of war against an elephant, and uh, the elephant won. So, yes, animals, they have super strength. All right. Very good, Bobby Grant. Uh, Sue Morris, final thought. Final thought. Well, um, Supercross, uh, Monster Energy Supercross, uh, they had a race out in Glen, uh, Glendale, Arizona this past weekend. It's uh, kind of their last one. They're going to go into a break now. Um, competition's getting really tight, but it was interesting in the, uh, the race. Kyle Larson was there, and the reason Kyle Larson was there is because he was actually testing, uh, doing some IndyCar testing out at the Phoenix Raceway. So he came on and was talking a little bit about that because he's getting ready. Speaking of that racing season, he's going to be doing the double this year, just in case anybody forgot. So he's going to be heading and doing the uh, um, Indy 500, and then he'll go to the Coke 600. So he's going to do the double up. So uh, so he was out there um, on uh, on the stage with them. So it was kind of cool to see him out there and. Uh, he was actually impressed because he was up there with his kids and got to see um, there was there was a couple wrecks that were a little little rough to say the least. Um, Thrasher wrecked. He uh, did a seat bounce off his bike and uh, went up over the handlebars and landed on his on his back. It was it was rough. He was he was out for the race, but uh, but it was good hard racing. Um, the uh, 450 class is just really close. Um, so. Uh, Matt, your Australian boys, uh, Jet Lawrence. Uh, Jet is uh, leading the points at the, the break of the 450, followed by Chase Sexton, who uh, 
he he had a pretty good finish for uh, having a hurt hand at one of his clutch hand. Um, Aaron Flesinger, the cowboy, is third, and followed by Cooper Webb and Jason Anderson uh, is in fifth. So it's definitely a really tight battle. So they have they have about six weeks off, and then they'll they'll uh, they'll kick back up again. But uh, um, but it's basically uh, ten points between first and fourth place right now in the 450 Supercross. So tight racing, it's always exciting. Um, and they put on some, some good races. So, but as far as for the week, Joe, can't wait. We're going to be going racing, Super Street racing. Going to do some testing on Thursday. It's going to be yeah. awesome. We got to try to get a side-by-side. Uh, we got to try to get a side-by-side uh, run. We, we definitely can, do. We, we can maybe orchestrate that on, uh, on Thursday. That would be, let's definitely, definitely. not. Or, or maybe Friday, but or Friday, um, or we could do it on the test shot. That's fine. Saturday. Let's make sure it doesn't. Not work. Saturday. <laughs> uh, Saturday, if we're if we're final, or if all of a sudden you know laddered up, that's different. But yeah, yeah. I got to figure out how to let go of the button and my twisting that's and my right. straight back. I'm using my yeah. arm. There's a lot yeah. going on here, Remember, folks. Single action. Yeah. Right. Keep, right. Keep it stiff. Keep it stiff. Yeah. So. I try. But. But for all of, all of our racing friends and family, and hey, be safe, get into the track. Uh, for those that are going out for D2 this weekend, we can't wait to see everybody. It's going to be it's like family reunion all over again. Very exciting. And, uh, the, the season's kicking off. And uh, and uh, you know what? While, while we're thinking of it, just remember, check in with your other, other friends and family too, uh, those that are near and dear to your heart, and uh, check in on them too. Make sure you say hello, and if there's someone that's on your mind, make sure you do the reach out just to check in on them. So, because you never know, so right. uh, what's what's going on with people. So that's all. Yeah, I, I thank yeah. you for saying that. You know what? It's funny. Before we get to Giovanni, like, uh, you know, I had something happen to me today that I thought about bringing on the show, and then I said, nah. But it was exactly that: a friend reaching out to me in a moment of depression, and uh, you know. I just said, ah, whatever. Gio, let's go to Gio. Oh, I'm glad you took your call. I t- took your call <laughs> when you called this morning. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you never ring him, Gio. No, I don't. I usually don't answer the phone when he calls. Mm-hmm. Or anybody else for that I matter. Went, it's not personal. Bring... I just, you know, if you really got to talk to me, you know, you'll leave a message on the machine and then I'll call yeah. you back. <laughs> Listen, technology guy, nobody right. leaves messages anymore. Don't leave a message. Just send me a text. Call me and I'll call you. No, man. My friend calls me and he's like, oh, you know, man, I don't think I want to be alive anymore. And I'm like, dude, don't waste my time with this nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Either do it or don't do it, but don't waste my time. Call the helpline. (laughs) And like, I know this person for a long time and I tried really hard to be the person in the commercial, you know, like, oh, you need to get help. Call the line and, and they will help you. And, 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 that, and listen, I was not getting that. Okay. This is not a normal situation. And I was like, I think I'm just done being here. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And so I, you know, I did what I thought to be the right thing and everything was rejected. And I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, I'll talk to you later. And that's where I we left it. Go. I got another call. I got to go now. <laughs> but I want to bring that up at the beginning of this wonderful show because it would be a buzzkill, man. But like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I, you know, like you should seek some help. It's like the, the, the person is not wanting help. They want to tell me this. Anyway. Does he live close by, Joe? What? 
Does he live close by? Yeah. Go and have a beer with him. No, yeah. I've done that already a bunch of times, man. Bunch of times. Like, uh, you know, like I'm placing. Uh, uh, but hey, you know, like you're right. You're right. There's I want to regret it, mate. There's a little bit of a gamble it. going on that'll make for a very, uh, you know, I don't want to call it an interesting <laughs> show. It'll be definitely a show. Uh, those those of you who are first time listeners and just more reason to stay connected with WFO to find out what happens in this crazy <laughs> plot twist. But yeah, I'm sure everybody's had that happen to them, right? Yeah, but this one, though, this is like, you know, it has to do with medical and I'm in pain and they won't give me my stuff. And like, oh, uh, I get it. I get it. Oh, well. All right, Gio, now your uh, final thought. Oh, yeah, great. Let me just lead into that. Well, let's start by now that the foosball season is officially over. We can okay, wait, Memphis Lonnie uh, just earned a point. Play it cruel, Joe. Since you're going to die, can I have your CDs? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Good one, Lonnie. A little harsh, no. but I, I do like, I like it. it. Honestly, Lonnie, that's how I felt. That was like Lonnie is putting into words kind of how I felt. Like, come on, man. You're really doing this to me? Uh, you're not going to do this. Get out of here with that. Dude, he even tried him like like you were egging him on. No, I didn't say all of that. I thought all it. Right. I didn't say it. All right. I played cruel, Joe. Can I have your oh, stuff? Yeah, that's a good way to go. I, well, a lot of people. like Just they, sticking the know? carrot, right? So sometimes you got to. Hey, first thing I did was gave the, 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 the you, you know, there's a hotline for this, right? Sometimes you got to be the hand. Did hammer. your part. Did your part. Did it's my part. Uh, more than that. But anyway, continue. I don't Gio. even know where I was. Uh, now that football <laughs> season's over, it's the official start of everything else. Racing season's getting underway. You guys are going. We got the Daytona 500 this week. Don't forget to sign up for the WFO Fantasy League, FFRR. In case you guys don't remember, and Joe discussed this about two and a half hours ago or 13 and a half hours ago when we started the show. <laughs> The group number is 613, WFO Radio Group 613, and the password is capital W-F-O-R, lowercase A-D-I-O, number one. WFO and Radio it, number one. And back it up and listen to it twice, Ford. Yeah, you got it. You got to You got to help. So driver group game. And... As I just had a moment of clarity, I want to, um, before I quickly forget, because you know these things come in and out of my mind, <laughs> I want to thank, I didn't even know this had happened, so obviously Joe is somehow behind this conspiracy, but I want to thank those of you out there who uh, found it in your heart to donate a couple of bucks to uh, Grayson's baseball travel team uh, that's going somewhere uh, to Tennessee in some tournament, and I don't know who it was that authorized uh the putting of the advertisement of wherever it is you put this, but uh, I was uh, told that some donations have come in, and uh, I know that they came from here because that they said WFO on them. And so, um, those of you that found uh, the the need to do that, thank you very much. I didn't even know what was going on, and uh, definitely feel very touched by that. The fact that you guys even uh, listen is uh, more than I expected, but the fact that 
someone gave money is is way beyond. Uh, I feel very touched inappropriately. Well, you're welcome, Gio. No, I I took the uh, Mrs. Giovanni uh, presented me with a, a a a you know an advertisement like a banner ad that has all the information, and I put it up on my uh, personal and in the WFO group. Um, just like, hey, you guys are hearing about this stuff all the time as it is. You might as well get in on the action a little bit. And, you know, spamming for we're doing it for helping kids cancer and we're helping all kinds of stuff. And we're calling and voting for the Mahalik brothers. I'm if, definitely no Mike race if, guitar. <laughs> right. But if so, the way I look at it is this little gray, my little nephew is, uh, you know, they're all fundraising for the rest of the team. And. The coach is keeping track of who fundraises the most, right? And so we got to get this kid a number. And so I decided to put it up in the WFO group because people know what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, a couple people might have given a couple of bucks. That's great. Appreciate it. It's not mandatory by any means, everybody out there. You will not lose any standing in the WFO universe, as far as you know. And so um, it's good. And But I will tell you this. When I saw it, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of a modern thing, like Gio with his gambling app, right? Like Zell the coach the money, or Cash app the coach the money using this QR code. That's how baseball teams are fundraising now. Um, you know, a lot of kids are out in the street with like their football helmets, asking uh, uh, cars to like give them change, and they do that at the grocery store and whatnot. That was always very off-putting to me. Because I felt like it was dangerous for kids to be running around in traffic, um, like for a football team to go on a trip or something. And it always really was like kids should not be running around in the streets trying to raise money. Even in front of the grocery store, a bunch of kids, uh, you know, even the Girl Scouts, you know, they're going to they're going to give me the hard sell uh, for some Thin Mints <laughs> as I'm going to the grocery store. I always feel a little. They guilt you into buying them, right? Is that what it is? You get guilted in there. You know, like, where can I just get? Why can't I just buy the taglongs in the store online? Like, what's that? This, I was like, you know, will I lose my identity if I cash app some money? Do I have cash app? Do I I definitely have Zelle? You know, Zelle I got. Cash app, all these different uh, things. But can I... Like, is this guy going to scam me? Is this a scam? You know, like I thought, and the answer is no, man. No, this is how people are zipping each other money. In fact, the other day, the king of nothing zapped me with Zell, some some cash at the casino. And it's a very common way to do it. And it's probably much safer than sending the children out into traffic to uh, to get coins out of people. Well, I was definitely against them going out into traffic to, to you know, to beg for money, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, StreamYard did not dislike your comment, Lonnie, and kick you out. <laughs> we love the we love the comment, Lonnie. We love the comment, Lonnie. We thought the comment was funny. I had to tell him I'm gonna call him and tell him. He's like, hey, can I what, what you stuff? actually got moved up the, the listener yeah. chart? Yeah, 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 you did. You, you got if points you're one for of us Lonnie. now, Lonnie. <laughs> he yeah. really in. So I'm gonna ask him to send me an inventory of all his his personal uh items. <laughs> Like, give me a list of the things that you have so then I can decide which are the things that I want. Anyway. Well, yeah. So donate to Grayson's uh, baseball team if you want. It's up on my personal Instagram. No, I just wanted to thank those that actually did. Yeah. You don't have to donate. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. Those that did. You think, listen, this kid's got Geo as a dad, okay? <laughs> His life is already 
going to be something special. All right. Final, uh, final note. I just want to mention to everybody that um, you used to call me special all the time. There's an article on competition plus with Leah Pruitt about taking like maternity leave as a drag racer, which is kind of an interesting read, but in the read, it says that she's not going to be able to run the pep boys all-star call out at Gainesville unless she runs the race. Uh, this just happened today. It came out and Steve Brenwald, alerted me to it of Brenwald Media. And he's like, what do you make of this article? And I read the article and, um, you know, there's a deeper story about it. I'll talk about it with Alan Reinhardt tomorrow, but I have reached out to the NHRA and Leah Pruitt is going to be racing the Pep Boys All-Star Callout uh, on Saturday at Gainesville. And her husband, Tony Stewart, is going to be running the Gator Nationals on Sunday at Gainesville. They're going to be two separate deals. Leah is going to be in the call out and Tony is going to be in the race as I have been made to understand it. So if there's anybody that's a little confused about whether or whether or not Leah is going to be running the Pep Boys All-Star call out in Gainesville, her final race before she goes off to get a family. Um, that's what I have been told that Leah is racing. It's unfortunate because um, Josh Hart was going to be in. But now that Leah can do this, Leah is in and Josh Hart, the defending race winner, is bumped out, which is a bit of a bummer. But what are you going to do? All right, guys, good job. We'll talk tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time. WFO, Alan Reinhardt will be joining us. Can't wait to get Alan's uh, take on everything. Sue, I will see you on Thursday. Yes. We're going racing. Bobby Graham, thank you. Matt in Australia, appreciate it. Safe racing, you. Joe and Sue. Yes. Thank you. It'll be good. And guys, listen, I know I'm asking a lot of questions, and I'm floating my ideas, and everybody's like, you're going to do great, Joe. It's going to be okay. And I feel I, ha I have a quiet confidence that I will be able to perform under pressure. So we'll see. Watch the chat. <laughs> quiet confidence, right? Listen, I, at one time in my life, I could go down the track and let go of the button. Now we'll see if I can do it again. You'll be able to. So you've All never right. had any issues performing under pressure. Is what I was... Right. right. I mean, exactly. it, it's always, no everything's always worked out fine, huh? Issues. All you good. If you haven't listened to the show ever before, <laughs> I paint in double entendre. That is my, that is my artwork. Not just and, here, everywhere. There's always. And Gio and I grab right on. Yeah, you know, you know it. Perform under pressure. All right. Thank you, Sue. And thank WFO, you. WFO, y'all. Have there a great week. And WFO, if you're still everyone. here. You guys are the most diehard. I got to tell you about the people who make it possible for me to go WFO. Like the folks at Total Seal Piston Rings will go in depth tomorrow. But Matt Hartford had those two Getrix cars out there. Looked really good. TotalSeal.com. Keith Jones is your guy. Email Keith. Tell him you heard about it on WFO. FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. Before I go to the track on Thursday, I'm going to FTI to pick up the transmissions for Project Pontiac. That's right. We're advancing the ball, man. We're advancing the ball. Wilson Manifolds has got the heads and the manifold. They're doing it. Gary Stinnett is working on the block, and the transmissions are FTI. Don't have the torque converters yet because we don't have a dyno sheet, but we'll get there. Fog it. F-O-G-G-I-T. Look, if you want to support WFO Radio and buy a product that is cool, go to fogit.com, amazon.com, or summitracing.com. It is an aerosol spray, and it is designed for the inside of your racing engine, but it works on everything. It's like a, you know, I, I hate to say it, it's like a super premium WD-40. 
It's just a thousand times better, and it's designed for the inside of your racing engine to protect it from microscopic corrosion. But I used it the other day when I was in a pinch doing my fuel tank deal. Actually, I saw some rusty areas there, and I wasn't going to grind them down, and so I just hit them with a little foggit to slow it all down, and it felt like the right thing to do. Go to foggit.com to find out more. And if you've got a high-performance racing engine, it's a no-brainer. Bernie's Speed Shop, Gator Nationals. The next time Nitro will be available for public consumption. Wednesday, before the Gators, the Fan Fest, 100,000 square feet of Bernie's. WFO Radio is going to be there. I will be there. I'm going to set up like a little something. I'm going to be recording. I'm going to have myself. I'll have the microphone. Uh, you know, maybe I'll have two microphones. It'll be great. But none of that matters. What matters is Bernie's has got all kinds of inventory. They do frame off restorations, body shop, engine shop, beautiful cars, wiring, movie cars, all kinds of great stuff. Josh Hart buying on consignment, selling on consignment, I mean. And uh, you should check out Bernie's. Follow their social media, Bernie's.com, B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z.com. CWT Industries, balance equipment, machine shop balance equipment. This is hard parts, man. This is racy stuff. If it rotates, it can be balanced. You should have a CWT balancer in your machine shop. If you've got something old school, yes, of course it works. It's like my old canister vacuum. It works. But the new ones work so much better, quicker, faster, more accurate, more convenient, easier to work, easier to manipulate. It's a great money-making upgrade for your machine shop. CWTindustries.com. Email me. I'll put you together. Personalized introduction. Lenny? This is Randy, Randy, Lendy, Lenny. There you go. And of course, Phillips Connect. Smart trailer technology, phillips-connect.com. Reach out to me. I'll put you together with those folks as well. Smart trailer technology as in sensors over the road. You've got a transportation business. You've got multiple trucks and trailers out there. Wouldn't you love to keep track of them? Stay connected with phillips-connect.com. Plus, Marvin Rodax, coffeeandgrills.com, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, and samtech.edu. All big help here on WFO Radio. Just super excited about going racing, but also a little, a little nervous, right? That's why I did the fuel pump. I can't get stuck on the side of the road with a couple of transmissions in the back. And just getting, just getting there. Just getting there. I always say it about drag racers, like just getting there is a big challenge and now getting there and racing and all this stuff i'm gonna be leaving at like 4 a.m on thursday morning megan says good luck this weekend thank you megan maybe that was to sue wfo y'all safe travels says megan everybody wfo tonight says bobby graham see everybody tomorrow says lonnie thank you lonnie have fun in the snow tomorrow for sue monica's up there everybody's out there they're all checking out matt and i'll show you no pressure joe well, that's another thing. The truck, it's got a big block in it. It runs 930s at 148. Yeah, I got a license to run 930s, 148. When was the last time I went nines? When was the last time I went nines? Fortunately, we're going to be throttle stopping it down, 1090. We're going to be fine. But that's pretty fast. It's going to be interesting. That's what racing's all about. Hopefully... You ignition listeners, the first time listeners, you enjoyed this conversation. The cast of characters, Bobby Graham from the Bayou, Sue Morris from South Carolina, Matt 
from Australia. You probably should have figured that one out. Dragster Jeff, California, Troy and Oregon from Alabama. It's a great cast. A wide ranging group with a bunch of different ideas. How about race guitar coming in hot, right? And don't forget on Wednesday, Wednesday, 12 noon, Wyatt Wagner, Thursday, 12 noon, Kyle Rizzoli, and Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Alan Reinhardt. We're going to break it down. down. We're going to talk all about it. WFO. WFO! This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.